Perez. Walto makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland. This time, exactly 10 long years ago. Me and Gav and FK and Steve and Jeff Arsenal. You remember Jeff Arsenal, don't you? I think some might vaguely remember him. And Steve Lord Hillward and a certain. Um, Venezuelan, whose name shall not be mentioned because he is... I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm at the moment, and if you know, if you've watched that, you, you will know that Venezuelan John has put a fatwa on me, so I cannot... Me- I've mentioned his name. That's it. It's all over. I'm going to have to write a, a musical about it now. If you've not watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, you won't get any of that lot. I'm going to stop waffling and introduce my guest. First of all, bottom left-hand corner, it is Gav, the cheeky... Uh, the ch- what do we used to call you? Strutter. <laughs> Strutter and Shopsy. Chopsy, all right, Chopsy. How are you doing, my dear? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I you am. Lovely, you lovely, lovely human, you. I am tickety boo, and I've just realised I've messed up the the tweet because I forgot to take out the the um the bit where it says we will be live. So it said we are live, and it says we will be live at the same time. So that's absolutely no use at all. Yeah, I'm very good. Still, <laughs> ten years, still haven't got the hang of this. Still blagging it, mate. Still blagging it. Oh, dear, it's shameful. Right, there you go. I think I got it right this time. Uh, so, you're all right then, are you? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Just plodding along, mate. I mean, the usual Monday, uh, busy, busy, busy. And uh, yeah, let's get going. Can't ask much more than that. Another, another voice that'll be for. I don't know if most people know that FK was one of the original founding members of a Burke Camp Wonderland. He came up with some of the ideas, and he was the one who used to go and uh, hassle the, the journalists to get. Oh, he had John Cross on and uh, Raphael Honigstein. We did a show with him that I didn't record. Then we had to do it again. <laughs> How are you, FK? <laughs> I'm good, man. It, it's so nice to a hear your voice. And B, hear the intro, and then you talked about the 10-year anniversary, and Steve, may you rest in peace, what a chap he was. Um, what a, yeah, a, just what a journey we went on, man, and uh, congratulations, you're just keeping you're keeping going, which is great, so thanks for having me on, and Chris, nice to see you as well. Nice to see you, Chris, Chris, is, Chris isn't here yet, don't ruin it for him, and we've got, we have the little things that you can add on stream now, it's the top right-hand corner, Steve Lord Hillwood is there, the picture, so he'll be here with us in spirit. Uh, I did message Jeff Arsenal as well, but uh, he's he's gone. He's gone. He's gone rogue. We don't know where he's gone or what he's playing at. FK, tell people what you do now before I go and introduce Chris, because otherwise I will forget. Well, for a living, <laughs> <laughs> now basically, um, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on F Carnage, and of course, I have been busy hosting Latte Firm, which is my YouTube thing, and um, that seems to be going well. So yeah, come and come and join for some uh, further stupendous Arsenal content. So I appreciate that, Danny. Thank you. You can't you can't get much more smooth than that. Talking of smooth and his undercarriage, finally it's the uh, the bloke who's been listening right from the beginning. And if people don't know, there was mu- there was a bit of a a bit of a push me pull you situation, a tug of war between us and Gunasphere to sign Chris Carpenter because he was hot property. He'd guested on ABW. He guested on the Goonosphere, and we got in and asked him the day before Goonosphere asked him, and he went, well, they've asked me first, I've got to go there. And from there, it's all been downhill, Chris. 
I was going to say how times have changed now. I have to pay people to get on podcasts these days. It's like it's just gone full circle. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? I think you had the stats the other day of when my first show was, and I sounded horrendous. And again, nothing's changed, so it's good. Well, we actually did one show on the uh, here we go index. The first show was zero zero zero, which was the third of uh, July two thousand and thirteen. Just me and Gimli talking nonsense. And then the second show was the first proper one, show zero zero one. And on that show, it was um, where is it going to be? It was uh, oh, I sent Gav a WhatsApp of it, didn't I? So I'm going to go and look at this. It was it was called We Are Back and Better Than Ever. 11th of July 2013 and the I wrote this out details I used to go into it's been a while but we are back and this week we have a superb lineup of guests as always it's Lord Gimley is our host and he is joined by Jeff Arsenal live from his sofa Steve Lord Hillwood live from his mansion in Poland FK taking taking time out from charming the ladies none of that anymore he's a married man uh, and then me pressing the buttons, pretending he knows what he was doing. Plus, on the extra section, it is Gav, live from Africa, where he has been doing a spot of charity work. <laughs> and, and the final bit says, this week we discussed the Arsenal shirt launch, the goalkeeper situation, links to potential new strikers, possible options for the DM role, transfers with Jeff. He always made it all up. He knows nothing. Finances <laughs> with Steve and FK, pre-season friendlies with Danny, and then we'll have two to pick from. Higuan. How do you say it, Gav? Higuan? No, you don't. His one is she <laughs> Suarez. Copying you, you cheeky git. So we had to pick two from Hishwan, Suarez, or Rooney, and we explained why. And I doubt very much we explained why at all. But that was it. You want to know when your debuts was? Um, I think Chris's one was or you two was episode zero zero one. Chris was episode thirty-two. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go and have a look at that and see episode 032 and see what that show which you can find all this on our website not that anyone ever goes there it was the window the transfer window live 31st of january 2014 oh who did we buy that window i don't know but he was on podcast number one with fk jeff french john and chris french so john, you made your debut with fk and now wow. you're making your last show with fk that's convenient a <laughs> 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 <The> good run <laughs> I just want to wow. have a little listen have a little listen to the, we'll just listen to the intro so I'm going to go to here and then I'm going to go to share screen and then I'm going to go to the very first podcast and share audio tab and hopefully you lot can see that I mean, it's just going to listen to the intro and this is how ABW used to work back in the day Turn that, pump it up a little bit hello and welcome to your Burkamp Wonderland can you not hear that? podcast I'm yeah. going and my guests tonight are, Good, first up, he's still the lady's favourite and co-owner of the podcast, it's Danny the GFP. Hello, mate. Hello, you cheeky monkey, you. How does it feel to be back? Oh, it's, it's, it's like I've died and gone to Highbury. Well, we're going to have no swearing and racism from you tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think taking a piss out of the Scousers, the Welsh and people from Southampton doesn't count as racism, does it? No. And that was just you doing that, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll move on then. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, a man that doesn't need any introductions. He goes by the name of Jeff, and when he talks, the world stands still. Hello, Mr. Jeff Arsenal. Good evening. How is everybody? 
I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm, you know what? It seems like it's been ages since we we last spoke. I think it's what? It's been near about a month, hasn't it? Seems like a long while, mate. I'll tell you that, that's for sure. Well, I don't know about Danny, but I can certainly say that I've missed you. I've definitely missed you guys, that's for sure. Such a crawler, wasn't it, Gimli? Moving on, a man you're all familiar with and another Lord, it's Lord Hillwood, or as we know him, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi there, good evening from sweltering Poland. It's rather humid and hot here. The podcast is going to be as hot. Nice to be back as well. Yeah, definitely. Have you got yourself a couple of beers lined up? No, no beers. I've uh, had to shut the window because of ambulances and fire engine precautions. I live right opposite where they set off from. But I've got a big pile of uh, drinks and cigarettes, so I should be fine. Well, I haven't mm. got the cigarettes tonight, but I'm certainly with you on the drinking spirit. Right. <laughs> so we'll move on then. And finally, a man whose chocolatey smooth voice will always leave you wanting more. It's You know him as Effacanage, but we know him as FK. He's here from Japan. Hello. Good evening, uh. <laughs> very very um, good to be with you boys and how you diddling uh very well thank you it's a conference season at work so i'm living off three hours sleep a night but i'm awake and i'm itching i'm ready to go well we much appreciate you coming on and giving us the time and uh Pleasure, Kim. appreciate you uh joining our crazy team thank you thank you looking forward to it right first up we'll uh jump straight into the shirt unveiling on tuesday a new face to be modern. Wow. And... There you go. I think you're at the end of it, Gav. Do you want me to go and find you? Because you did the extras on this one. That's we we put a little bit more effort in back in them days. Oh god. Oh yeah. Go on in. No, you got going. You got to go and talk amongst yourselves because I uh, my computer keeps paying it through the speakers. I'm going to go and find Gav's bit and then I'll come back when I'm done. So you like have a little chit chat. You know the only thing that hasn't changed is FK is still moaning about how hard he works. <laughs> yeah, I'm still moaning about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you had hair back then as well. Yeah, I did. I see. It's so surreal to hear um, Steve's voice. Oh, like. damn. Upsetting, mate. Yeah, man, I still got me, man. Proper got still, me in that. Yeah, you just want to. Uh, we had our moments mm. where we was uh, chalk and cheese. We was opposite ends of the political scale, so to speak. Uh, obviously, him living in Europe, he was all in favour of the EU and. Uh, myself not so uh, so we had a few arguments over the years me and Steve and we had a little spell where we didn't talk and then we sort of made up and kissed and made up but I mean I knew Steve going way back he was one of the when I first got the internet uh, I ended up on this uh, message board called Arse Online uh, and uh, Steve was one of the admin on this message board so it's just like an old-fashioned like text message uh, system, and uh, so there wasn't loads of us using it. There was sort of like a steady group of about a dozen of us, and about sort of thirty all together. But there used to be like a dozen of us, and we used to tap away to each other, not knowing what they looked like, what we sounded like. Nobody swapped emails, nobody swapped uh, phone numbers. It was all back in the days where everything was highly, highly secure, and you was worried about burglars burgling your house and nicking your car if you, you know, said whatever you lived from sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't know Steve probably since 90, 99, 98, 99, something like that. Uh, and, yeah, once sort of like 
Facebook started and then Twitter started. Everyone sort of went their ways, but I still sort of talked to the majority of the people back then. Uh, and like I say, Steve was a, a big part of it. Even, uh, oh, blimey, probably 11 years ago when he was over from Poland, uh, he stayed with me and my partner in our little flat in Hoxton for the night. Did he really? Yeah, he came over. We had dinner. Uh, we had a few uh, glasses, as you can imagine. And then in the morning, we went up to uh, Blackstock Road. Had a few beers. He went down the Tolleton, I think. And I didn't. Uh, but yeah, no, we had, a, we had a good evening. And yeah, a good sort of couple of hours in the morning before we went our separate ways. And then uh, I don't know who we stayed at the next night. But uh, yeah, no, like I say, I, I, I really miss him, to be fair, sometimes. Do you know what I mean? He was just a character an absolute character and he hated uh, Peyton, the goalkeeping coach. <laughs> yeah. Win Not, him. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he would have gone for him if he'd seen him. Uh, he really hated this old journalist who he said his old man went for once in the seventies because he wrote something bad about Arsenal. So his old man went to swing for him uh, in the, uh, in the upper East. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, he's, he was just, you know, you knew what you got with Steve, whether it was, I agreed with it or not, he was always very, very forthright with his opinions on, on absolutely everything. Uh, and I respect people like that. It was, it's, uh, I mean, for, for a pod, I mean, quite a few people that are Arsenal friends of ours that have passed in recent years, but for a pod to lose two of, two of our best people with him and Gunaholic was, was really sad. Um, just need to mention DT247 has said, Happy 10th anniversary, lad. Been rocking with you since the Steve Ball days and still rocking with you. Arsenal to win the league this season. Let's have it. And they've stuffed five pounds down our pants. It's very kind of you, DT. <laughs> just, just spare a thought for DT there. He's been with us since the beginning. You poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I found your. I'm just going to. Um, play... How dare you? I found your bit, Gab. So I'm just going to quickly play that, and then I want to hear from FK about how he, um, when he first started listening to the podcast. So I go here, mute myself this time, and um, that one. Oh God. Well, very much for listening, and remember, keep it Arsenal. Good night. Nanu, nanu, silly bitches. Hello and welcome to the Burkamp Wonderland podcast extra. Uh, seeing as Mr. Shewart Gav wasn't with us for the main bit, we have decided to record a little bit extra on the end. So, hello, Gav. Hiya. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how are you? Um, yeah, no, like I say, firstly, I'd like to apologise for not being on the uh, on the main pod this week uh, due to various family commitments and the fact that I'm currently in uh, Nigeria. Uh, I'm doing a uh, a church thing out in Nigeria to make sure that the good, loving Christian folk of Nigeria are quite happy with uh, with gay rights. I was so uh, that's where, that that that's where I am now as you're recording. Uh, oh, I do apologise. I'm sure you had a good time tonight. I'm very sorry I didn't get to hear Jeff talk complete bollocks about how Wenger's God. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> But like I say, that that's life really. I'm looking forward to the current season. Uh, hopefully by the time people are listening to this, we've signed some 17-year-old French cripple uh, <laughs> for £4.50. I think we've already seat. done that. <laughs> Actually, Nice no, Sanogo scored a hell of a goal. He had a good game the other night when they, they, they played well, Turkey. I didn't, I didn't, 
Yeah, I didn't see the game. I saw his goal. Do you know what I mean, I'm, I'm not being funny. Dan, you would have scored that. <laughs> <laughs> it could have come off any one of my withered appendages and gone in. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, all he had to do was really stand there and let the ball hit him. Do you know what I mean, the, uh, the, keeper, jumped, the keeper jumped over. Who was that I'm oh, talking there. about? Who was it that scored? Oh, I ain't got a clue. I just saw... Sonogo. Uh, See, this is why, Gav, why you had a reputation for being a bit of a scumhead. Even now, you're listening to that going, oh, um... um I, was thinking, I was thinking the Nigerian... I'm like, oh, no. Do you know I mean, I'm about to get cancelled here. I'm thinking... Oh, that's, that's what, now, look at you. You've had kids. It's all settled down. You've got a beard. You've grown up. And uh, you're looking back at that and going... That's, that's a little bit. I mean, it, the, the, you go back to the Steve Ball days and it was even worse. So uh, mm-hmm. you've got to save yourself, Gav, for 10 years of, of, of uh, saying controversial things and annoying people. I don't think I'm going to change Dan, am I? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I just uh, I pick my words no, more. I'm, I just pick my words more carefully. Uh, I want to know what what strike it was that it got that goal now. What game was it? I think it, it must have been Sonogo, surely. Ten years ago, what young striker did we sign in 2013? Oh, must have been Sonogo. It must, okay. yeah, I think it must have been Sonogo. Yeah, so I was right then, wasn't I? Yeah, I think it was. So oh, I'm just going to go man. back and have a look. FK, so while I'm having a look, oh. FK, just tell us about um, when you first heard about podcasting and what you thought of it. Um, so I was obviously I was listening into your podcast, basically that you were doing with jeff and gav and basically i've got to say a big thanks to gav because he used to chat so much shit and i used to listen to myself (laughs) i I used to listen to him because he was always (laughs) effing and blinding about wenger and we were always at it on on twitter do you remember like tim payton jeff arsenal or um highbury harold and like we'd always give each other so much stick about it legro would be back there in the day and I remember I just approached Gimli and I was like, can I just get on one show with him? Because I just want to have it out. I just want to <laughs> be able to like come back at his points. And he just, yeah, come on the first show. And he, he again, just typical to form, chatted so much shit. And it was so much fun. It was like, oh, and we just, yeah. I, I, think, then, I mean, to be honest, Gav, a lot of people won't know this, but um, obviously Gav's become a good friend of mine. And um you know, been around his house a few times. He sorted me out lots of merchandise. Had a, you know, we we live close to one another, and I I got all the time in the world for him. And um, it, it's funny, you just you 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 basically develop mates, don't you, from random things like this. And I know, Danny, I've said to you, you know, years ago that I'd come out and see you in Cambridge. Um, yeah, I still want to do that. You um, nearly did. Still you went and saw your brother-in-law. It was at Cambridge Hospital doing something. You went, I pop round tonight, and then you didn't. You came home, and that was as close. No, that was close enough. It was late. Yeah, my, so my brother-in-law's based out there. He's a he's a he still works at that hospital. My my, my sisters obviously moved there as well. They got three boys. They live out of Newmarket, and but it's just oh, funny, like you know, social media antics and just chatting to random people on podcasts. You make you make real friends, like real people that you want to talk to and and message throughout the day and gav and i are still on the old whatsapp we're still on the old chats he's co-host of the phone-ins that we do on latte firm and he's just it's amazing man 10 years i just can't believe it can't uh, it's, it's funny mate the, the the best thing is is now we can see your head now it's not firmly up arson's backside uh which is uh which is oh, your head still to come out of george graham so uh, uh, uh danny or abby are talking about george graham like that no it's uh I used to like so I used to look forward to it because 
I mean, obviously, when I weren't, I weren't on every single uh, Burkhead Mundlane podcast, but back then it was always interesting where you had completely opposite views, where you had people, because, yeah. you know, the fan base was split uh, between people that knew that Wenger would never win the title again and people that still had some sort of faith, even though he was signing Sonogo. Uh, so it just made for an interesting chat. And I never actually... Dis- I, do you know I mean, for the amount of times me and you got quite heated, FK, do you know what I mean? And But I used to look forward to it. I used to enjoy it and enjoy the the sparring aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, now it seems like a lot of podcasts are too... Everyone's friendly and happy and nice, 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 because it's going well. It, it's always sort of conflicting ideas sometimes, I felt, made a more interesting show. Well... As we always used to say, be careful what you wish for, Gav, because <laughs> we're, we're only six losses away from disaster. And then all of a sudden, it's all, you know, Arteta out, Arteta in, and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, it was really good fun. And for those of you who got, you know, who are tuning in maybe to this channel for the, for, you know, for the first time tonight, yeah, there's history, you know, and, um, but it's really good history. And it's brought, you know, I, I consider Gav a dear friend. So, um, yeah, just, uh, mate, it's a pleasure to get involved, Danny. And, that, and that's how, that's how it's all kind of unra- unraveled. It is. Chris, um, you were an outsider at the beginning. You didn't make your debut until, I was saying, 2014. So by then, between Steve's Bold Collective and, and ABW, they'd been, well, I think that was 2012, most of us started on um, a Steve's Bold Collective. As a listener, what did you think of the podcast? And then what did you think when we said, do you want to come on? Because Gimli um, found you, didn't he? And I wasn't, I said, I don't want anyone. I don't, we don't need yeah. any more people coming yeah. on. Can we can we tell everybody? Can we just before we before you answer, Chris? Can we just tell everybody that FK's put himself on mute because he's gone to sort his fish fingers out. <laughs> fish finger sandwich. Ah, <laughs> basically, I've I've been so busy working that hasn't changed, Danny. That I've not had any uh, dinner. I've just waited uh, a few fish fingers, a couple of waffles, and some spaghetti hoops. Oh, pop a Michelin starred food. I'm, middle middle right. class middle class dining. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay, Chris. I um, yeah, I, I was I was a fan. We're talking before we went on air. Like it was in the days of of iPods. Like not just i like it was actual iPods. I still got mine. I found it the other day. I was cleaning out some drawers, and it's still there. It still works, believe it or not. And and it was iTunes, which was an actual desktop Apple thing that you brought up on your on your PC and. Um, I have to give a shout out to my friend Garen, who um, who probably won't be listening tonight because he's got a life and kids and all. Uh, well, not kids, but a wife and family and cats and dogs and everything now. But um, we used to chat all the time. He's a big big Arsenal fan. He's like, oh, have you heard of, have you heard of podcasts? And I was like, no, I never heard of podcasts. And this is back in the day where Danny, you'll appreciate this when Talk Sport was back then was Talk Radio, yeah. and I used to listen religiously to the James Wales show late at nights um to and kind of go to sleep really that was what i used to listen to and that's what kind of got me into like radio shows and then i progressed to the the five live um european football show which like andy brassel and i think Dotton was on it back then and that's kind of what got me into football phone-ins and then that progressed to like the 606s of this world and then the the invention of podcasts kind of came and i, I still say um you know, I think we all tip our hat to to Andrew at Ask Blog. He was the first, and to this day, is probably still the the very best out there. 
But aside from Ars blog, there wasn't many Arsenal podcasts before us. There just wasn't. Um, I, I'm sure there was one or two. Um, Danny, you would know better than anybody else. You'd have I'm a list bring there, you up the uh, the thing you're looking for. There we go. There you go. This is my um, own spreadsheet that I've made in order of who started when. So that's so that there column you go. there. And that that is that is kind of nuts, isn't it? And if you look at that, I mean, I say I, I remember the Tuesday Club because that was I think that was the one that Garen first put me in touch with actually, along with Ars blog. Uh, I remember the online Guna podcast. I vaguely remember Arsenal Review USA. Did that go on to become Arsenal Vision? Is that the same guys? Or I I, I don't know because I've got the people it there. Been. It says someone Kyle and and Joel, but mm. there was oh, some yeah, of them might have been similar might names. have been someone different. But look how many are still going. I mean, for people at home and on the toilet and on the bus and walking the dog, the first Arsenal podcast was Ars Blog, twenty fifth October two thousand and six. Then it's the Online Guna podcast, 2008. They've now finished. Arsenal Review USA, 2009. They've finished. Arsenal America, which then become Ars America podcast. Um, not, it's, uh, I think it's 2009. I've actually emailed Chris, the bloke who owns it, said, when did you start your first pod? So I don't know when that is. That's finished. Tuesday Club, they have not done a show in over a year, so I've put that as finished. It's up for grabs now, which was the Tuesday Club. That obviously finished, and then they created the Tuesday Club. Then Football Tastically Arsenal, the executive box wankers, they're still going, 2011. Then it was Steve's Ball, H- H- Hong Kong Guna, which was in Chinese. And then Yamakas, which was Michael Price. He's uh, brought his back as another one. And then a Burkat Wonderland. And that's it. At the original first, we were 12, at the first 12 Arsenal podcasts, only three going, Chris, still. I mean, that yeah, that is nuts. And I, and I do, I just, I remember coming on the first time and you, you will still have it somewhere and maybe tack it onto the extras. But I remember you made a, a clip of me basically just making noises and sounds and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, yeah, absolute gem, which I'm sure Danny will find for the extras at the end of this podcast. But uh, yeah, I've come a long way since then because I think what people, I think what people don't, I'm going to blow our trumpets a bit here because why not? Um, we've got, some of the best to do it on this show tonight. You know, FK's gone with, you know, what he's done with Lassie Firm is brilliant. Um, Gav will, will always be Gav and never change Gav because what you do is fantastic. But it, it's it's a skill to broadcast. It's a skill to put yourself out there. Um, it can be quite nerve-wracking. And, Danny, you'll know we've... Carpenter out! There you go. <laughs> we, we've, we've tried... <laughs> Many people in the past um, who it, it just hasn't been for because either they, you know, they weren't brilliant talkers or they they couldn't sort of articulate what they you know, had great content but couldn't get it out. Said the vicar to the schoolboy, and it's it is a it is a skill, and and it takes a lot, and you do have to be quite thick skinned, and not everybody's going to like the way you look, the way you talk, or both in my case, and it it, it is you you know you really have to be made a strong stuff to put it out there and you have to fk probably be able to to, um sort of talk on this as well but when you create your own brand or when you put your own podcast out there you have to have the belief in the in the product you're putting out and the trust in the guests you're booking um and and know that everything you're putting out it comes back on you because ultimately just like people dig out james madison's tweets when he was at leicester and he's now signed for spurs about hating spurs 10 years ago you can bet your ass some smart ass on the internet will find the clip of you saying, oh, yeah, well, I always thought Fabregas was shit. You know, there will always be someone 
who will dig out something that you've said once upon a time. And when you do a podcast, that is that's what you put yourself out there for. And just being able to talk, it's a skill. And in everyday life, if any of you guys or girls who are listening to this, if you've got a job and your boss comes in and says you need to do a presentation or you need to do a Teams hosting call or whatever, there'll be people to this day that will go, oh, my God, no, I can't do that. It's it's difficult. And to get on uh, and come from where I was with uh, the clip Daniel play, it was... I I'm sure you'll find it at some point. but It's um, on the hard drive that I can only get to if I unplug my mic because I've only got one USB um, B thing. Oh, well, that, that'll, be, that'll be a treat for, for post-production then maybe or on the YouTube. But um, maybe that's a good short to upload. Anymore. But is yeah, that, it, is that the hard drive you hide from the police then? <laughs> no, that one's labelled. One, one of, one of ten that he hides from the police. It is definitely a skill and... Um, yeah, to, to be going all this time. And, and I, I still, to this day, still find it nuts that somebody can be, uh, how can I put it? Somebody, somebody can be walking their dog in, in America, in Canada, in Africa, in Sweden, or in Basingstoke and can hear us. I, I still think that's amazing that, you know, if I die tomorrow, heaven forbid I don't, but if I die tomorrow, I think it's really cool that you can have something to look back on and say i'm proud of that and i was on that and that's why we treasure the podcast we still have with steve and and dave on because you know their memories will go on through podcasts and although nowadays it's very easy to start one and just record it, it takes a long t- a long craft to to get to where we are with 100 or 500 was it 10 or no, 10 and of it i mean that's nuts 500 shows it's just mental and and begrudgingly danny you probably deserve a bit of credit not much no, but you know, a little bit you know uh matt roberts has put i've heard that number 213 is quite good matt roberts who has actually been on a show with us before um uh, mr waffles he's been on a show with us i think jimmy might have been on a show i'm not sure um phil hasn't uh who else i'm just looking through the list here of people who have been on might have been on a show um no if you have been on a show do uh do shout and let us know got a couple of questions which we're going to save for the end um so just looking at this i'm always interested in how many arsenal podcasts there are now this isn't a definitive list but you can see number one was it says number two there but number one was arse blog and then you go all the way down keep going keep going all the way down i've got down to 212 arsenal podcasts wow quite a few of them have uh are no longer existing i'm gonna go and find uh the dhe is yours called that latte firm or latte firm i think it's just latte firm l-a-t-t-e maybe you need to add that in there there is i found one the other day that i that i haven't added in there um yeah i don't know why yours isn't in there it's too not done once once you get down (laughs) once i get down as you can see from all the way down here i've only got to 122 and then down after that i've not even got the dates or finished doing it so uh this is published people can go and have a look at it and if they do and you find any that aren't on there do let me know because uh, i would like to have a, a comprehensive list of of every single arsenal podcast uh stop sharing on that um 
Yeah. So, FK, um, you started your own one. What was your? Because you took a break, didn't you? Because you were uh, you you decided to have some babies, and you were trained. You were bitten, uh, worked really hard, and got quite high up in your, the job that you do. And you went, I'm going to have to take a break from podcasting, and then you went away. And then, what made you decide to come back and and start your own <coughs> podcast, which is taken? I mean, you were up for a nomination um, at the the awards last year. That was in your first year of doing stuff. So you're obviously doing something, right? What was your? Why did you come back? I mean, not that you should. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, um, I loved doing it, you know, so all we talked about at the start, like just chatting about football, who doesn't enjoy it, right? You know, chatting to Gav, chatting to Jeff, chatting to you, Gimli, all the various guests and journalists that we had on. It was really good fun. But you're right. I I was focused on my career. And then obviously, once kids came along, and what basically changed, Danny, was lockdown, COVID. And because I wasn't able to go to games, I was just feeling frustrated that I didn't have this release because I value the company of my mates when I go to a game on a match day, whether it's home and away. I love the company. I love chatting about football. I feel relaxed when I get back home, even if we won or lost, because for me, it's about the experience. And maybe it's like, a, you know, as you get older, you, you you value these things more than the football itself, maybe. And because we weren't going to games, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm at home all the time. And the culture of doing video calls like Chris was saying it's really hard to talk but like when you know everyone embraced teams and everyone was just in video calls all the time so I thought I'm just gonna start it why not you know I've got a decent social media following on Twitter let's reach out to some people who might want to help me get involved and and it's kind of just evolved and like you know I started the channel um what just over a year and a half ago now and um uh yeah you're, you're right Gav I, uh, uh, Danny and Gav I mean I was blown away by the nominations for the Football Content Awards, where um, I was shortlisted to the final six, and that was in the first like six months of just being live, and and I learned a lot from that whole experience. Didn't win it, of course, but you know to be amongst those names was just amazing, and it gave me some recognition. And I'd say now now that the first full season is complete, um, it's been the most incredible journey, and obviously it helps when the football's great, right? You know, um, I'm I'm yet to experience as a host of a channel, like the football not being great and people being at arms with each other. And yeah, that's going to be slightly different, but it's just so exciting to be an Arsenal fan that actually the channel's kind of benefited from that. So, so yeah, that's how it's kind of started. That's how it's kind of evolved. It's still, I still do it once, twice a week as a bit of a release. Um, loads more stuff to come, hopefully, and we'll get bigger and bigger and, um, stronger and stronger and i'm trying to improve all the time as a host because you know danny i mean you do it with ease it is difficult hosting stuff you know gav gav comes on as a co-host of the football phone-ins and when you've got an hour and a half and you just need to fill all the awkward gaps and introduce people in and try and engage all your listeners and viewers and whatnot yeah it's difficult it's difficult but i love it i get i get nervous before every show i get like you know the little butterflies sort of kick in I'm praying that all the slides go right or all the content goes right or, you know, all the buttons that you're bashing now, like working through the chat. I hope that, you know, you don't get any negative comments in the chat because, you know, if you haven't got anything nice to say, just don't say it, but you get it. So, yeah, mate, it's, um, I love it, Danny, and I've got the bug for it and I really enjoy doing it. Most of all, like I love the Sunday night shows. I love all the breakdowns and the the match previews and all that sort of stuff. I think, you just got to be passionate about it, and I love it. So um, as long as the, the feedback continues to be positive and as long as it kind of keeps growing, then, you know, we'll just see where it goes. 
wonderfully put fk uh, j rob has slipped two euros down our, our uh, down our pants thank you very much for that j rob um fk question for you do you ever think i often talk to sophie from the hybrid squad with kev campbell and they are magnificent they mm-hmm. had jack wilshire on that show and they i think it got fifteen thousand views do you often do stuff and you think, I mean, the the most effort we've ever put into a podcast was Chris and Goonaholic, where Chris went, we were doing the, was it the Invincibles you did, Chris, or was it, yeah, and Chris went, right, this this YouTube link, this minute, I went and got that audio, this YouTube, I had to do about 30 of those, it took me three days to put it together, Chris and Goonaholic talked through it, and it was it was the, the most amount of production we've ever done in a podcast, no one gave a shit. Didn't get any more views than anything else. And when Sophie is getting the likes of Jack, um, not Aaron Ramsdale's dad on two pods, which Aaron Ramsdale is on the second one, sorting out the, the video for his dad. Do you ever think sometimes you put in so much effort and not without moaning about it, but you put in a lot of effort and then you'd think oh, that was a bit disappointing, which is why ABW, we start at point A. Then we finish at point B, and I do fuck all else to it because I can't be bothered because, <laughs> because the, the days of putting in effort for them people to go, nah, I might watch it. And Jack Wilshire, that should have been 100,000 views for Sophie because that podcast with Jack bloody Wilshire, have you, do you ever come across that? I know, you know you're know, you you're a man who's not going to moan or swear like I do, but have no, you had I'll, any I'll of give, that? Yeah, look, I'll give you a slightly different, I'll put it a slightly different way. You just had a spreadsheet up that showed over 200 Arsenal content creators, right? I've added yours so now. Com- <laughs> Thank you. So competition is fierce and, and view it as competition because while you're doing a show, while we're doing a show right now, there's another show out there that's probably being aired that aren't getting the viewers that you've got in, in the chat that you've got in the chat. Um, and it's so good to see an active chat, right? Um, as a creator, and especially as a new creator, <laughs> as someone who hosts a, a channel and makes shows. Ooh, let's look at I'm a creator. <laughs> Hashtag creator, Danny. Hashtag creator. It's when he calls himself an influencer. That's when we know it's his sweet content. Come on, come on. I'm there, man. I've got the round spectacles and everything. No, but listen, um, there is, like, when you make shows, obviously there's a lot of time and effort that goes into them. Some people uh, like to have fully fledged slide decks like I do, and they take forever because I like to have pictures and graphics and images. You've got to source the right things, then you've got to source the right people. Then you've got to arrange the shows at a mutually convenient time. And if you've got a lot going on in your personal life, you know, you might be a carer, you might have kids, you might have this, that, and the other. Um, I'm all of the above. You know, I'm a carer um, for my folks and I've uh, got my kids. And so I, it's really difficult. And it's, I've got to be honest with you, it's heartbreaking when something doesn't go your way and you don't get the numbers that you think it deserves. And then you look at another content creator and like they're getting all these guests or they're getting these massive hits and, if I'm being brutally honest with you, Danny, like you do look on with envy. Like you, you think, you think to yourself, wow, like these guys are well connected or they're just so lucky. But what keeps me going is I don't know where the end goal is, but I, I, a, I enjoy it, but B, I think good things come to those who just work hard. And I know my time hopefully will come at some point. The recognition is great. The popularity of the channel is growing and I get all of that, but I haven't, haven't had my moment yet, Danny, where I've had like an A-list guest, you know, I've had like journalists like Henry Winter was the first guest on my show and so many other journalists, but like, you know, what I would do for like an ex-Arsenal player or an Arsenal player or like a celeb of some sort, you know, to, to kind of like really like had, smash the numbers. In it. We had a uh, David Hillier come on the, uh, one of the, like one of the, uh, the space lives, didn't he? One of yeah. the, the Twitter lives. 
Yeah, you're right, Gav. I mean, the spaces are slightly different. The spaces we get all yeah. sorts of people on the spaces. We so many verified people get through me from you know from Pond from from Arsenal who tunes in most 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 days. But like the YouTube channel is slightly different. And you know, Danny's question about do you ever look at others and think, wow, you know, yeah, you do, Danny. If I'm being brutally honest with you, sometimes I look at other channels and I think wow, man, you've got so much time and you put in so much effort and you, you get the right guest and you've got the right energy behind it. Because that's the other thing. Making the making the show is one thing, like what we're doing right now. But you know as well as I do, Danny, you know, to set up the studio links, to then do all the tweets, to then like promote it, publicize it. It's a proper full-time job. And there are creators out there, excellent creators out there who do this as their full-time role. And I know that I can never do that. Um, so... Yeah, sometimes I look on and I just think, ah, you know, if only life was a little bit different. But it is what it is, and uh, I look at it quite um, reasonably, I think. And like I said, I think good things come to those who work hard. So hopefully my time is around the corner, but who knows? Do you know the uh, the ones that I like uh, that you do, FK? Because, I mean, like I say, I do... Uh... The ones that you're on, let me guess. No, not the ones that I'm on. I mean, I'm nowhere near good-looking enough to go on... Uh... A latte firm, uh, YouTube one. Uh, I like the ones where you've got fam and wallied, uh, and was, and you've all got your snacks out, and you're talking about you're trying to one up each other by who's got the best bar of chocolate that week. And, and I actually like the chemistry that you've got between you more than if you've got some journalist on there. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's like You've, I mean, you obviously, you've obviously done football slightly different to me over the years, uh, but it's sort of an insight on how your little lot do it and how you interact with each other, and you know, you're always going for a meal afterwards and stuff like that. And it's, it's just a, a like I say, it's been eye-opening for me, but I kind of like listening to them ones because it, it's real. This is how you really actually do it, and it, it, it comes across on your content i appreciate that gav um can i just i know you've highlighted the comment danny but jimmy h32 hello jimmy but i think we've met before but your comment here saying can i just thank you to this podcast for the year i struggled with mental health issues and because of the show i went and got help podcast has helped me in some of the hardest times we did honestly uh, chaps if I, if... mental health show with deke sorted that out uh, a couple of weeks right. ago if if i could give you so if i had a pound for every time i had a dm or a chat, or a tweet saying, FK, like, you won't believe me, but just watching your show has helped me get through some of the toughest times. And there's one example that springs to mind. Um, there's a chap who uh, called Vivlad who tunes in, and he lives in Ukraine, went through, obviously, all the horrific stuff that they've been going through, and he would constantly write messages. And at first I thought he was joking. But he'd write messages like, I don't know if I'm going to be here next week. So it's a pleasure to just be watching you guys talk about Arsenal. Sorry, man. It's a bit, it's, um, <clears throat> it's quite emotional. And he, uh, he'd message me and stuff like that. And he'd just say, like, your shows just keep me going. And you realize the impact you're having on a lot of people. And I know it sounds really stupid, but like, you feel so good about it. You know, so it actually doesn't matter. Nothing else, nothing else matters. Actually, if you're you little old you making little content like this, people tune in and they and they, you know, enjoy what you have to say. <clears throat> and different people have different challenges in life. You know, like everyone's got their own tr tr challenges and struggles and whatnot. But it's so powerful. This medium is so powerful, like to be able to give people a feel that they're part of a little community 
and they can tune into their favourite Arsenal fans talking about football. Uh, it's amazing. And some of the comments you get of football as well. I mean, Gav, <clears throat> people see me at the Emirates and they'll, you know, they'll shout, oh, latte, latte, or FK or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, people say the nicest things and they'll even say, oh, yeah, that Gav is so funny on the spaces. You two, I really get on. Like, even that stuff's really uncomfortable, but it's... You never nice. told, you've, ne- you've never once told me that. Nah, I, why would I? <laughs> I'm not gonna, not gonna get, get you an even bigger head. Um, now, mate, honestly, Danny, the, the power of these podcasts and content that you make is is immense, and I think um, Jimmy's comment there is phenomenal, phenomenal. It's like and a lot of people one. live in live in isolation as well, right, Danny? People uh, like during COVID and lockdown, people have lived on their own. They want to feel part of something and they feel connected to obviously the football club, but they feel connected to the content. And it's just, it's for them, it's different for us because we're on screen, but for them, it's something they look forward to and they want to engage with. And um, it's so humbling, man. So humbling. Another message here. Our senior Wonga, a long time listener to the show, says, I've had depression since childhood, so I know how it is. I send shout outs to anyone suffering from this, this never ending battle. Demsec, another friend of the show, the hybrid squad helped me out with my depression. It's difficult to find the right type of content. A uh, friend of ours, Phil Macker, absolutely right. I was living on my own and I found the interaction made me feel less alone. When Danny calls out your name and ribs you, it's cool. Um, and Brady's banana puts. Uh, true, I had two years of insomnia. I watched and rewatched ABW through this um, as uh, through the night. I'm grateful. <laughs> and it's cured him. Yeah, it has. It, 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 it sleeps very, very soundly. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not the greatest sleeper in the world. And yeah, no, I'm going to get a phone call at two in the morning. Yeah, because I ain't been that late for a while. Uh, but it's, I, I put a podcast on, you know, every night. Every night I'm, uh, I'm on Spotify, whatever it is, and I'll find a podcast and. I do that every night too. I listen to a podcast called the the, the Higher Side Chats. It's uh, like the Fireside Chats, which should be the American president. It's all conspiracy stuff and magnificent. Oh. I love them. I've list- I'm not even going to tell you what I'm listening to at the moment because it's country and western erotic dancing. No, no, it's uh, it's 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 really bad. It's it's I mean, it's like an 83 year old. And a uh, a sixty year old uh, talking about it's for these basically uh, Jack Whitehall's parents, the comedian, and he's a gooner, and he so you're allowed. But his parents do uh, a pod uh, like a podcast show sort of once or twice a week, and that helps me sleep because they've got sort of soothing voices, and uh, you, you don't have to concentrate too much. Much like listening to you, Danny. Uh, and it, it yeah, it, it just sort of helps, and it's whatever sort of helps anybody in any sort of situation, whether it's their mental health, if it's their sleeping, uh, or whatever. That's uh, it's very true. It's Chris, really powerful. There's two there's two ways we can go down this one. I know we're running out of time, but do we go down the people that have met you at the football and gone oi, or do we go down the ABW have always been a place where we like the waifs and strays uh, anybody can contact, there's half the people in the chat now I follow on Twitter even though I've never podcasted with them and uh, we, 
like we have had emails and DMs, like you were saying, FK, from people saying, I listen to, we've done that two or three mental health podcasts. Luckily, I've never struggled with that for a moment in my life. And uh, they, they've contacted us and they said, that show you've done, I think it might have been, he said it before, it might be our, our very own Nicky Wilson said, I was feeling really, really down. I didn't know what to do. I listened to our own podcast and then I went and saw the doctor and now look at him. He's off in London with his uh, his little bit of fluff, and that's why he's not on tonight. So, Chris, which which one do you want to go down? The uh, AVW always make um, a t- a- adopting these waifs and strays, or oh, aren't you that bloke from that podcast? Which one do you want to go down? <laughs> I, th- I think I think you can you can do both kind of very go quickly. Go on. The, the the fun the funniest one that I'll ever remember was, and it's going to hate me if he listens to this because I cannot remember the bloody name of the chap. But I was in, I, li- I was literally doing my shopping as in Sainsbury's. Um, and for those who don't know, I live in, in Plymouth in the southwest, which is miles away from Arsenal. And I, and I shit you not, this guy came up to me and he went, All right, Chris, how are you doing? I like the podcast. I went, uh, and I, I, I had really took me a second to go, A podcast? What? Who? And, the, and he could start, he was looking at me and I was looking at him and it was one of those awkward. And he went, ABW, right? Went, yeah. And he recognized me from the youtube shows and i was just like it just blew me away because this is clearly like a guy who because he could have said at any point oh i live in plymouth i enjoy your show but it was just like he he just wandered up to me like it was just nothing and it totally blew me away it really did and much like fk i've had a a very few very small amount of people come up you know sort of when i've been up to games i don't get to games as much as many people do living down here and and it costing six grand to get anywhere these days but um yeah, you have you have the occasional one, and probably again the one that stands out to me was when I went up with Jace a couple of years back, and a chap from Brazil uh, was outside the armory, asked me to sign his shirt. I've never mm-hmm. felt so stupid in all my life. I I literally <laughs> said to the guy, I was like, "You do realize I'm literally a nobody, right? I'm I'm not like <laughs> just me." He's like, "No, no, no. I know who you are. I know who you are. I like the podcast. You sign the shirt. No problem. <laughs> just." It was just so random, um, but it but it's nice. It, it, it's it's really cool when you get that. And as for adopting people, um, I think FK and, and Gav have said it best. You know, we all deal with things in different ways. Um, I recently, well, I say recently, a couple of years ago, I found Twitch. I know we've got a couple of Twitch viewers that are on now at the moment, and um, that's how that's kind of my release. You know, just just watching other content creators play games, and you got a live chat and that sort of thing. And I, I pretty much have Twitch on every night when I go to bed. Um, and I mod for a, a channel, uh, Lady in America, um, who streams horror games, and it's just it's just really fun to be part of that community. But it's it's especially nice when you do get you know the odd tweet, and as Gav will probably attest to, running sort of online stores and that. Um, Twitter is not always the nicest place in the world. Uh, there, there'll always be somebody who wants to um, pull you down when you when you're riding the crest of a wave, or, or sometimes I think people just like to watch the world burn. But you will get those people that that just come out of nowhere once in a while and just say, oh, I really like this, I really like that, or, you know, I agree. And it's something I try and do a lot now. I did it with Paul, um, people are known, Poznan in my pants. Um, he was talking on on their podcast about uh, Kai Havertz the other day. And, and I always try to reach out to people when I hear something and go, do you know what, that was really good. I really like what you said on that show the other night. They might see it, they might not. But I just think it's quite nice to acknowledge other people's content when you hear it and you, you know, it's something that resonates with you because that 
little comment can make someone's day. And I think like FK said as well, when you put that much effort into it, um, Danny, effort, you should try it sometime. When you put that much effort into podcasts um, and into content creation, just having that one person, whether they've got one follower or 50,000 followers, sort of reach out to you and say, oh, I really like that. That's a really good point. Like, you know, that was a really good show, whatever it is. It just makes it all worthwhile. And and we we do get that. Um, and it, and it's, it's, it's really cool when you can have people sort of come up to you and say, yeah, I've listened to this or I've listened to that and I agreed with what you said. Or sometimes I thought you were a bloody idiot, but it's, but it's still, that's a listen, you know, and that's still really good engagement. And we enjoy having that uh, in this little community. And as we said, before we started recording tonight, we're not, um, we're not highbrow. We never have been, as a careful <laughs> attempt to attest to. Um, we do things in our own unique way, but we're all Arsenal fans. Um, and we all want the same thing. We all enjoy the same club. We are all, part of this sort of wider community um and if you want highbrow you can find that sort of podcast if you want in the in the middle you can find that if you want lowbrow and scraping the gutter but still Arsenal fans you can find us so it's it's a good way of um good way of, of a sort of mixing and matching the content and, and we just enjoy doing it as as the guys have said it's just it's good to have a chat with mates and all over the same you all want the same thing how many other things in life can you say we all we all want the same thing. Very few things, so it's it's good to be part of a community like that. FK, you need to go because you've eaten your fish fingers and uh, you've had two hours sleep today. So uh, say your goodbyes and then mention your podcast again. Thank you so much, Danny. First and foremost, for having me on. Really lovely to speak to you as well, Chris. It's been a long time. Big fan of your hair and Gav, of course. And I just see a picture of Dave up there. Amazing <laughs> to hear Steve's voice at the start. A road down, a road trip down memory lane. Um, Thank you to all the kind comments as well. Some mentions of Latte Firm. I mean, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm F Carnage or F Fucking as uh, Gimli used to call me from Japan. Um, and if you want to enjoy some other content, um, Latte Firm is obviously my YouTube channel. I'm uh, going to do a show there uh, shortly. And um, and I think, obviously, as soon as the new season's back, Gav, we're going to start doing the post-match phone-ins. It's the only place you can get a post-match phone-in. So come and, you know, have your say and talk about your views and uh Dempset, you'd be very welcome um but danny listen thank you mate and uh 10 years uh, what a what an anniversary i woke up this morning and all the talk was about sol campbell 22 years ago um but actually this uh, this anniversary means a lot more to me on a personal note so i really appreciate you having me on thank you very much for all the quite literally hundreds of hours you've given to abw to steve's ball collective and to your own latte firm just and you don't get paid for it, and we don't make. We don't even. I don't even make enough money to pay for the hosting of the website on yeah, this, and I don't really need exactly. exactly. Luckily, well, everything costs. Yeah, luckily I don't need Streamyard, VPNs, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, thank you, mate. I appreciate it. it it's been lovely to have you on again, and uh, hopefully you. the listeners will come and watch your new podcast because I've, I've I've watched it quite a few times. You are very sensible, very very well organised, and some of the slides you have coming up. It's uh, it, I don't know how who that. I know you're not doing it. You've got some, you got some do wizard all. doing that stuff no, for I you. I do it all. It takes fucking ages, but I do it all. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, oh, got thank jet. you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. See you soon. All well, my do, love, mate. Take Gav, all the best. speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, mate. Oh, I can change the formation of that. Um, have we got... Uh, you, do, you, do you two need to go? Have you got another 10, 15 minutes? Um, yeah, I've I'm got cool. About, I've got about 10, yeah. Good. Um, 
Yeah, meeting people, that's strange. I remember Kate Gimley's other half said she was sat on a train coming back from the football and she heard two people talking about the Burkamp Wonderland going, and they really liked it and, and she didn't have the, the nerve to to go, well, actually, I'm on... Oh, she was on it. She was useless when she was on it, but she was on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she could have said my other half Gimley invented it and is the host of it, and but she didn't say anything. And the, the last time I went to... I've only been to one foot Arsenal game in the 10 years OBW have been going, and that was Aston Villa, Arsenal 3, Aston Villa 2, peak Emery. Uh, it was September 2019, just before the world ended, and I was meant to meet Dave Goonholic on that day, but the, uh, the lift where I went up and down was broken, and so I had to go around and use the service lift, and it took me 20 minutes, and he said, I can't wait any longer. I'm getting a lift to the pub. I've got to go. And that would have been lovely if I'd have actually gone and met him that day, but I didn't. Sean said, if we meet anybody... Who knows you? Who recognise you from the podcast? I am gonna, I, I am gonna shrivel up. I don't. And it went all day. No one said anything. Half time, I went to the toilet. She went to the toilet. I went with her and waited outside. And a bloke come out of the toilet at the same time we that I am um, that she did. And he, he walked right. off. I think I follow him on Twitter. And he stopped. He came back, stuck his head round the corner, went, Danny, yeah, love the podcast. And I just looked at Sean and I smiled and she went, oh, will you fuck off? <laughs> that is the one and only time. Have, have you had any, Gav? Do anybody recognise your voice from anything? Uh, no, see, I, I'm kind of the reverse. Because uh, I've, I've never put my face on anything. I think the only time there's been a sort of photo of me on Twitter was uh, when uh, Federal Don't do uh, drugs campaign. No, no, a, a, a fellow called Danny Bailey passed away. Uh, and because my surname's Bailey as well, and there used to be a pub called the Bailey down Holloway Road, uh, I've got a picture of me and him with like a Bailey Gooners uh, flag. And that's, I mean, that was taken probably about 12 years ago. Uh, and I think Danny passed about two, about two, two and a half. He, he passed towards the end of COVID uh of covid uh but that's the only time i've sort of put a picture of my face on anything uh so i'm kind of the reverse because i sell merchandise uh and that's blimey that's coming up for its 10th year next year uh i've been sort of full-time doing arsenal social media which again never paid me a penny really uh, apart from the fact that I use my social media to, for my shop. Uh, and I've dispatched probably about 25,500 different parcels uh, over the nine and a half years. So it's quite often when I'm at matches, I'll see somebody that I don't know or don't recognise who's actually wearing one of my T-shirts. So I'm the reverse thinking, that fella's bought off me. I touched that T-shirt. I put that T-shirt into a bag. I designed that T-shirt. And it's kind of nice in that respect. But like I say, I'm not – I don't know whether I'm shy or whether I would not – I just don't think I would enjoy going somewhere where somebody – you, some random you don't know uh, comes up and says hello. I mean, I've – I've had it a few times over the years where someone says, all right, come out you. You have a chat for five minutes and you walk off thinking, who the fuck was that? And it was obviously somebody from a a drunken chat or for when I used to do a stall in the George pub or something like that. But I kind of like the fact that I can probably go up Arsenal at 
the only people that I'm going to see and speak to and chat and are going to recognise me is people that I've known over the years going up there. <clears throat> yeah, I know. What you, we know what you look like. We saw it at the beginning of the show, and it, it wasn't a pretty sight. So you probably are doing people a favour that way. Oh, cheers, mate. No, like I say, I'm not all painting MI. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just I don't know. It's just some things you're comfortable with doing. I mean, I'm comfortable with with talking. And before I did the merchandise shop, I was probably doing tele sales for the best part of 15 years before that. So sort of talking and arguing uh, about Arsenal stuff and about football stuff is something that just sort of comes naturally. It comes from, you know, one of my best mates as a teenager was actually a Tottenham supporter. And literally, I know, literally every, we ended up sharing a a house for six years. Uh, But uh, we used to spend literally every Friday night down the pub and everybody else would just get the hunt with us (laughs) because we're debating over players and arguing over players and this, that and the other and, I think the the first thing I ask somebody when I meet anybody, what team do you support? What car do you drive? And I judge them mercilessly. And if they're if they support Man United, Liverpool, Man City, and they and they they have a southern accent, I go, "Oh, I knew you were a Liverpool fan. I can tell from the accent." And they always go, "They they they just say they don't have they just go (laughs) they leave they give me whatever they're giving me and they leave because you should support a club that you have ties to or where you were grown grown up around." Yeah, no, I understand that. Do you know what I mean, I mean, it's uh, that was a weird one because all his family were, apart from one, were West Ham. His uncle, uh, again, no longer with with us, bless him. His uncle Dave, absolute lunatic, under five ICF fella, uh, who used to give me a lot of grief when I was younger in the pub. Mm. Uh, but like I say, all all in banter sort of thing. But it's uh, it just it's what it is, Dan. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've. I've enjoyed doing these podcasts over the years, and I thank you for that. And, I mean, you don't get as much credit uh, as you should, really, because, like I say, you're sort of one of the first, how can I put it, non-professional. <laughs> if you ever look, look at all the podcasts above you, they're, they were set up by, you know, producers, uh, people with studios, uh, people that are full-time journalists, basically, and you were the sort of the first person, really, after that Steve Bold, which was, Jesus, some of them early recordings are, are completely awful. Uh, but you were the first More person. Do you ever want them? Yeah, I mean, you were sort of the first person that bought doing it from your home uh, with a polished, sort not a polished performances on how we, we act or how we behave, uh, but the actual production side of things where, the amount of times you used to have a gut me because my Wi-Fi wasn't good enough or <laughs> you know, I wasn't plugged into an Ethernet. Or... Chris, for those at home, Chris is smiling and going, oh, the amount of conversation. You get your decent camera, sort your audio out, and I spent years and years and years. And now whenever anybody, anything to do with ABW goes on to do another podcast, people probably go, wow, that's that. There's still stuff going on now. Professional people on TV and their setup isn't as good as what all of, AB, all of ABW have. Mm. And like I said, I mean, it, you know, you you sort of pioneered it in that respect, and you know what I mean. It was you pioneered the fact that you 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 can you can do this on a budget at home uh, if you put the work in, and you certainly put the work in. 
you worked it out of a call. I mean, obviously, a few recordings did go astray over the years. One. <laughs> well, Dan, I mean... Mr. Honigstein mini- still won't let that go. Exactly. I mean, I I once booked a minibus to Cardiff away, and the minibus didn't turn up. Uh, again, many, many years later, it still get mentioned. I'm known as the person who booked the, the non-existent minibus. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it's... It's just a credit to you, mate, and it's a credit to the hard work and the fact that you write. You've got lists for everything, absolutely everything. Uh, you've got a list of every single guest on every single show on, you know, where the show is. You've got them all on hard drives hidden under your floorboards. You go to a birdcampwonderland.co.uk and click on index, and they are all. I've not updated it in a few months, but they're all there. Every single person. Yeah, and it like I say, I mean you. I mean, you, you, you deserve a, a happy 10th anniversary. And like I say, you've done absolutely brilliant, mate. And the way I look at it, and I mean, see, I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do a, a regular one. Uh, but I do enjoy the post-match ones that I, I do with FK at the moment because uh, they're done on space on Twitter. Uh, there's me, him, this fella called Wayne. <clears throat> we have a little chat. And then we get other people to come on. It's like a, it's almost like a, a phone-in show. So we get other people come on. They have their five, ten minutes. Sometimes me or Wayne or FK will will put them up if we, you know, we don't agree with what they're saying, and we have a little debate on there. But it's sort of like trying to get as many different people on there as possible. And sometimes I can go on there and literally hardly speak for an hour and a half and thoroughly enjoy it. Is indeed. Um, yeah. Uh- Anything else to add to any of this, Chris? Because, uh, yeah, without uh, people say it's me, but without you lot, who I mean, I'm moaning at everybody all the time, but without everybody else, I wouldn't be able to do this because I've done a couple of shows with just me talking on my own, and then it will just be what I've had for dinner, what my cats are doing, what I can see out the window, um, memories of things that I've lost down the back of a sofa. Without you lot going, get on with it. Hold on. I think I've actually got Steve saying that in our, in our thing. Um, oh, I got no, it's a, it's a splendid business. It's the only one I've got. Splendid business. Splendid and as the motorbike business. goes by, splendid business. Splendid business. <laughs> there you go. I still like the full quiche. That's still still the the best. Um, yeah, I I think um, I'll, I'll let you in on a piece of magic here, Danny, on that very subject. So a few a few months ago now, I I came well I say a few yeah it is a few months now I I came to the end of a work contract um, wasn't a hundred percent sure which direction I was going to go in for my next my next role um, was feeling a bit sort of like oh god what next you know as everyone does when they they get made redundant or a contract ends and whatnot and I basically made the decision then I was like right I'm going to do one podcast a week every week and that's my french football one purely because um in the nicest possible way it was a bit shorter and it was usually the same day every week so i was like right because you never get on with it exactly and um and I'm, I'm i'm gonna do nothing else and uh i was i was chatting to carl uh a few well, a couple a couple of weeks into it um and carl said to me i was like i said oh i said danny's got the ump with me carl he's got the ump with me I want to help with everyone. I fired Gav twice. Well, th- this is it. And this this is the best thing that Carl said to me is he turned around to me and went, Oh, Danny's always got the fucking I'm just ignore him. He's being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, but but that's what we like. <laughs> we kind of because we know what you're like. 
Um, and I said to Carl then, I was like, once I've got a job sorted out and I've got, you know, everything's fallen back into, I'm back, it's no problem. I'll, I'll, and sure enough, here I am. So, um, but we we take the mick out of you, Danny, because, you know, for those who don't know, obviously, you know, you're in, in your chair and you've got your own commitments in life and, and that doesn't involve full-time jobs. And unfortunately, us lot do have full-time jobs. And sometimes that is hard. And I think FK made the point earlier on about it. Sometimes our shows are not always as accurately timed as we might say on the tweet on the tweet we put out it might be a day late sometimes um simply because you know for for every ask blog out there that has a schedule um there's podcasts like us that, that don't have that and we have to work around and tonight's a prime example you know carl's working um femi's building his eighth house john's probably up some drain pipe literally somewhere um but you know we, we've all got commitments and that's what makes it even more amazing that we've managed to to hold this together and yeah there's been some people that have come and gone and people that are still friendly with us away from the podcast that we would have been introduced to on the podcast um i'm looking at you welsh boy but um we're talking about him pre-pod so we were, i do yeah. i do miss having him on and a lot of people say, you know, it's like, oh, how do you keep in touch with people? And like Gav alluded to, it, you, you do fall out with people, like you, you genuinely do. And um, and I'll I'll say, it, I think I said to you, Danny, in the past, you you the 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 camaraderie that you and Gimli had in the early days was what drew me in. Uh, it was it was genuine sort of two mates having a chat. And I know I say things happen and people go their own separate ways and and people have different things happen in life, but you still have that to look back on and it's still cool that you can can do that and so i say we're, i'm still friends with jace and a few others that have come and gone but the great thing is you'll always find new people that are interested that are keen whenever we put the word out to sell transfer deadline day you know anyone want to come on most people now go oh, fuck that we're not doing any business but obviously that's all changed <laughs> recently but um but yeah it, it's it's a great community and and it's you know it, it really is fun to 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 tolerate you in the best possible way, Danny, is, is always fun. Nice. And it's and it's nice that we are just so ad hoc. You know, I think if we had a really polished show, I, I almost feel like it some of the, the fun. Yeah, some of the spark would go. And because sometimes like, it has been a, 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 a drudge at the, the Emery days. It was, oh God, mm. no one, nobody wants to do it. But we kept on doing it. I just mm. looked through the COVID, the peak COVID, which was probably January 2020 to the summer of 2020. We we knocked out twenty one shows, yeah, which is nuts. And let's not forget as well, this podcast has brought people together. I mean, I, I would never have thought that I would have got to have met Dom and got to meet Jeff, who are literally from countries across the other side of the world. Um, you know, and that's to this day uh, meeting Jeff, especially. You know, Jeff's Jeff's uh, got his own um, health concerns at the moment, which might mean that that might be his one and only trip to the UK what an amazing experience it was to have him here. And we speak as indeed you do, Danny. I speak to Jeff almost every day. Just, he sent it, me a it, 10 minute message the other day and I replied with a five minute message. And we just spent the whole time talking about how registration plates work. Yeah. Man, man's, <laughs> man's an absolute legend. And you know, we just messaged, talk about. I messaged Aussie Dom and said, would you like to come back on? He does. We still speak to Shredder. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, yeah. And that's, there's only, that's there's only, I think, I mean, when my mum passed away, Jason, Mr. Davies, sent me a message and yeah. he's been really lovely about it. So there was, you know, some hope there may be one day he might come back on again. Uh, yeah. There's only two people from ABW that I don't speak to Gimli and uh, Venezuelan John. And that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. 
and that's and that's life. You're not always going to see eye to eye with everybody, and and sometimes you're going to be really good friends with somebody, and something's going to happen, and that just that just stops. But I think it's really cool that that we've got to meet some some cool people, and I'm actually uh, in the process of uh, chatting to Jeff about going to see him in in Canada potentially next summer. So oh wow, you know, it it just shows how things can grow and how you can you know meet up across the world from different places it's just so cool it really is and having these guys and girls in the chat now you know i look down every week it's the same names here without fail sometimes we don't even tell people we're going to do a podcast we just turn up and they're always there um i'm convinced danny sends the messages and go come on please just come on because we'll look shit if you're not on it mm -hmm. but um yeah it, it's it's super cool and and everybody's always friendly and everybody's always a really good good uh good chuckle between us all and it, and it's really good fun and and i think one of the other the other things I'll, I'll wrap up with this is we have genuinely no beef with any other podcast you know there's always that little bit of competition i guess some friendly some not so friendly between youtube channels or podcasts and you know people nicking each other's ideas and Danny, we won't mention any names, but there's been a few that may just have taken a few things that we might have done, uh, or have certainly been one of the first to do in this uh, this sphere. Uh, I mean, made it I'll their own. The, the worst example: um, somebody said to Gimli, "Who do you hate most? Do you hate Hugh Wizzy or Robbie from AFTV? If you had one bullet, which one would you use? Which one would you shoot?" He said, "I'd line them up back to back and shoot a pair of them." <laughs> you think that's the kind of shit people used to say back in the day? It's and true. People loved it. Yeah, they did. They did. But that aside, um, yeah, I genuinely have a lot of respect for for everybody who does what you know what Gavin and and FK do. Um, you know, all the way down to the small podcasts and those that are just starting out because we all started somewhere. Um, there is, uh, say, there's genuinely no beef. I'm not a big fan of the fan channels, I will say that myself, but that's just a personal view. Um, and I think everybody has the right to choose who they listen to, and it's really cool that you can have so many different shows, like Loki's put in the chat there, the After Dark shows. They were literally just Danny we and I guess talking a lot. absolute bollocks. They're all <laughs> but, gone. But they were... But, but they were, you know, they were of their generation, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Gav would would back me when I if if I said, uh, Gav, if I said the show, um, if I said the the character Alf Garnet, um, you you would you would chuckle because in our time they were fantastic shows. You couldn't you couldn't have it now. You know, you can barely get away with fools and horses these days. The world has changed. We've all evolved, but you still have those memories. You still enjoyed them for what they were. And um, I think we've all kind of grown as people as, as best we can. But there's there's always a bit of there's always a bit of the original us, you know, lurking deep below. Um, but we we will always respect any guests we have on and people we speak to, and that's what makes it that's what makes it fun. That's what makes the world go round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, uh, Demsec says here about the Sunday roast. That's going to come back. Uh, Mike says, you know, he isn't even doing his own podcast at the moment. He's a busy, busy man. But eventually, we will get back to doing them. He's, but he's I think too busy sometimes... losing like four four thousand stone. Like the man looks amazing. I know it's it's uh, it's amazing what he's done. Um, <laughs> like Stan says, ah, oh, the good old days before cancel culture. If anyone looks at my Twitter, yeah, I say in the in my profile. And I'm not joking, 121,556 tweets deleted. I mm -hmm. keep a track of how many I've deleted oh. because you can't – if people went back and saw some of the shit that I used to – nothing nasty, just, you know, a little bit dark, a little bit out of order, a little bit 
twisted, but you can't do that anymore. It's just, it's just, uh, it's today's society, and it's not the better for it. Sadly, no. I mean, I've, I, I, I actually uh, a couple, well, probably about two years ago, uh, so scared of losing my she wore account on Twitter. Uh, I actually done. I actually went through uh, and searched my name for for literally every swear word. I mean, if if somebody can find a, that's a long list. I know exactly. I mean, you, you know how you know. I mean, I've got a complete potty mouth. Uh, I try not to swear on podcasts and stuff these days. But I mean, my some of my first tweets uh, were oh, horrendous. C words, F words, W words. You spell it with uh, a K and it's okay. That's legal. Oh, don't, mate. But I've, like I say, I I just done a search under myself and hopefully got rid of, you know, literally. I mean, you look at my social media now. I just, I just you know, I can get quite hit up about things still. And Yeah. And I just kind of use other words. Like I'll use words like lemon. And do you know what I mean, you're a melon or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I'll just use like various fruit words where what I really mean is nasty words beginning with C, F and W sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you are right. It's cancel culture, unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately. Mm, talking of cancel culture, Chris, do you need to cancel yourself and leave me and Gav to get on with it? Um, Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to talk to Gav about the 2013. Go back and and reminisce over a few. C. you've got can time you for that, me, Gav. Yeah, can you give me two minutes? I just need a quick toilet break. You go and you go and I'll, give yourself. A I'll hang on till Gav's back. Then I'll hang on till yeah. Gav's back. Um, uh, at the end of the show, yeah. I'm going to. I've got the index on the Abercamp uh, Wonderland website. I'm going to go and say thank you to every single person that is on my list. Remember, I haven't updated it this season. I don't think you know, the last show I updated it to was show. 399 and we've recently done show 500 so but on on our channel we've got 1151 shows which one was your favorite <laughs> oh the one with the thing with the, the the person and the stuff that was my best yeah definitely i think the best one is the one that you and hollick did together um yeah it was, season it was me me hollick and andrew wasn't it um hospital as well that that's why I put so much effort into it because um, it was yeah I think it, I think I think it was before Andrew did his Invincible because he did a, a book didn't he um, with was it a book or was it an audio book I think it was an audio book that Andrew Asblog did it and it was all on the Invincible no I'm pretty sure it was I think it's an audio book um, which he released sort of as a, a side thing and um, yeah myself and, and Dave went on with him and. Uh, and that's why we wanted those audio clips to put in because um, it took a lot of effort, took a lot of a lot of time on your your behalf to put together. But yeah, it was it was good. It was really good because that that is unlikely to ever be done again. Let's be honest. That's why this I thought should I get a load of people? I mean, like one Christmas we did a uh, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I got people in thirty five languages. To go and oh, do yeah. it all, and that took me a week to organise. I did got. I mean, Remember sometimes that. we get twenty, thirty thousand views. For, for ABW, views is nothing. It doesn't matter whether we get ten or whether we get if I mean, If we start getting a hundred thousand views of a video, it make no difference to us. We still wouldn't make any money out of it because you don't mm. get 
maybe 50 or 60 pound a show out of that. When Jace was hosting the post-game shows, we'd make more than that per show when he was doing that, which is what, what paid for all the equipment if, that we've got at the moment. So if we if we got that many views, I'm just gonna put it on record, we will find a way to make money out of it. I'm just gonna say that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any difference. We do this because no. we like having a chat and that, that's it. The, the numbers don't don't matter at all. We still get 30, 40, 50,000 views on all platforms per um, per month. We're approaching 5 million views on all platforms. We're getting closer to that every day wow. or every few weeks. So, But then you look at someone like uh, some of the YouTube people, they'll get that within an hour of their first um, video going out. So that's yeah. why num- numbers are completely irrelevant for anything. What, bug- what bugs me about numbers is, uh, I mean, I've got quite a – I'm quite fortunate that I've got a lot of nice, decent people on my uh, my Arsenal page on Facebook. And uh, last, up until a couple of, well, it started dropping off a couple of days ago. And it was a complete record and a complete fluke because a couple of uh, posts that were put up on there went pretty viral. Uh, but over a 28-day period, my Facebook had received 2.5 million uh, views. Hmm. Do you know how much Facebook gave me? <laughs> they sent That's you a bill. <laughs> no, what they gave me is uh, anytime I use the word shop or store, they actually sort of more or less delete the bloody post. So you, you know I mean, or you use a pound sign or something like that. They're uh, they're so geared up uh, to, for advertising revenue that they now charge you. For prom- for people that follow you to see a tweet if you're selling something on it, or sorry, on a message if you're selling it, which is really really a messed up scenario when you think that oh, I've got then 2.5 million people reading their adverts. It, mm. it just it's don't make sense. Do you know what I mean? It, it's... it's the same as Twitter. Yeah. I now have a game with Twitter. I go every time there's someone a promoted uh, advert on there. I go and block the company. I've blocked nearly three and a half thousand companies on on my Twitter, and then you get five adverts, and then you get six tweets, and you think, what is the what is the point? It's because people aren't spending money anymore, and all these companies are just like, with Twitch. Back in the day on Twitch, you'd get maybe one fifteen minute, fifteen second advert once an hour. I once had one the other day, nine back to back adverts that took four and a half minutes. Oh. And that's as soon as I went in to watch their Twitch show. There's everyone, they don't give a damn about the people or the consumer. All they give a damn about is flogging adverts, space because we are not the um the, the target audience. We are the um the, the we are the product. Yeah, I mean my my my, my boy is uh oh blimey, he's uh, he's coming up eight in uh in a couple of months. And he plays these sort of silly, like bubble burst uh, games on uh, on his like he's got he's got like a, a mobile phone which is just sort of like indoors only. He has actually got a phone number just so you know it's linked up to the Wi-Fi so he can play games. And he nicks my tablet so he plays sort of some games on there. The other day I caught him playing with two games up. He's sitting there with his phone and my tablet. And he plays one until the advert kicks in and lets the advert play and he'll be playing the other one. And he does that. He just swaps between the two devices so he doesn't have to sit there bored for like a minute whilst his <laughs> advert goes through. Do you know what I mean? But uh, he's a, oh, don't, he's a, he's a proper little, 
little geek, my boy. Uh, he loves his uh, he loves his little games, and he sat there with me on all all day Sunday from sort of like half past eight in the morning, explaining to me about this game and about how he collects gems for this game and this that and the other and. He's explaining things during the, the, you know, these adverts every sort of 10 minutes that they have on these games. And I still have not got a clue about that game. I still won't be able to play it. Do you know what I mean? But he, he, the best. He, he sat there literally for six hours on and off telling me about this game. Do you know what I mean? In between sort of like us, you know, doing other bits. But yeah, no, I had a right headache by the end of it. Mm. Do you need to go now, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to shoot, mate, because I haven't uh, had a proper meal and uh, stuff to no. do. But we'll be—I'll uh, be back when we um, when we wrap up Declan. And, uh, yeah, any yeah. day now. So just give us a shout when you're free, and we'll have a little chat about him. Or it would be the Jacker leaving pod would be the next one we do, possibly. <clears throat> or, or maybe the two together because they might be announced the same day. Possibly, I have a suspicion that might happen. Mm, good news All and right. bad news day. You yeah. take oh. care, Chris. Speak you to too, soon, Gav, mate. Good to chat. Thank you, Gav. Gav, you Thanks there. to everybody. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Thanks for um, nine years. You're welcome. Here's to <laughs> three and a half more. Hey, there <laughs> you go. Cheers. Have you got a pair now, Gav? No, mate. I might have to. Uh, is my volume okay if I speak like this? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, everybody, everybody else is sound asleep, mate. Oh, Do you know what I mean? I'm, uh, uh, yeah, kids went at nine. Uh, she's asleep. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm cool to have a chat, mate. Let's have a look back at the 2013 for oh, our very own Nicky Wilson is there. Oi, oi, you dirty boy, wash your hands when you're done. Um, so uh, 2013 14 season, we did our first show as I was saying, the third of third of July, and our first proper podcast, the 11th of July, and the players that came in that season, Yaya Sonogo from Orcs Air, cost oh. us uh, 390 grand. That must have been the one I was. It must have been him I was talking about then. Uh, Matthew Flamini, we've got him a free transfer from AC Milan. Again, that was his second time with us. And then in the September, we signed a goggly eyed uh, German Turkish man from Real Madrid for 42.5 million. No idea who you mean. Uh, then we've got Sammy Ajay from Charlton Athletic on a, on a free. And we've got Matt Macy from Bristol Rovers on a free. And we got in two loans. Uh, in we got Emiliano Viviano, a goalkeeper from Palermo, on loan uh-huh. in September. Never played the game. And then we got the, the legendary Kim Kalstrom on loan at the very last minute of the January transfer window. And then people wonder, Gav, why we were so shit back then. We uh, we we signed five players, of which of those five, two of them never played for the club. I don't think Matt Macy played for the club. And then the other two were on a free transfer. <laughs> Ridiculous, mate. Absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, I actually had a bit of a blow up on Twitter about this the other day because uh, obviously the, the debate is still raging over who's the biggest name and the biggest signing that we've ever done. And, you know, obviously people from a, a certain age or of a certain type of person will always say that, Uzzle was the, the biggest signing that we'd ever done and the biggest, not the biggest shock, because obviously that was when Campbell turned up. Uh, but, I mean, I said, to, I'll be fair with you, I've never really heard of Uzzle before he, before he was sort of oh, getting... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Movement. And I think, I did I reply to him and say, no, he hadn't? 
No. And it was just sort of like people couldn't believe me. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to people that who are sort of possibly now in their sort of 30s and they grew up with, you know, either, either being indoors with Sky Sports, with every single game of football in Spain and Germany live every every week. And they grew up playing sort of FIFA computer games. But I'm trying, I was trying to explain to them, well, I was in my sort of like, I was probably about 34, 35 when I was all made his debut in Germany. Mm. I'm like, the last thing I was doing at a weekend <laughs> was watching German football, mate. Do you know what I mean? And people sort of couldn't understand that. And I'm saying, well, I'm older than you. You know, if if you're 35 to 40 and got a little bit of chat and a, and a half decent feather back then, you weren't bloody doing that at weekends. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I certainly weren't. I was in pubs and entertaining and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just, you know, it's... And the other thing is with that is I've only ever really watched the Arsenal. I've never really sort of like watched much other football. That's why I'm absolutely useless at transfer talk and who should we buy? Because I, I don't watch anyone. So my opinions have just always been solely about about Arsenal players and obviously speculating. And it's nice to hear I was right about Sonogo. <laughs> Mm, it's true though when we used to talk about players coming in and stuff you go never heard of him now I, I watch a lot of Italian football I watch quite a bit of French football because Marseille had a load of ex and current Arsenal players there last season not a big fan of Spanish football but I used to watch some of it so I knew who he was and um, plus I watched the World Cup and stuff like that so but yeah there's uh, some people just concentrate on, on the the one league and it's, it's easier that way yeah I mean I I'll be honest with you I didn't I don't uh, I think I watched the couple of Man City games towards the end hoping they would lose but I've tried to sit down and watch Man City but it just I don't like the style of football <clears throat> it just seems ultimately too robotic and too perfect too often and I watched a few West Ham Europa games uh but apart from that, I think I've watched the end of a couple of Tottenham games when they was getting battered just for a laugh yeah. and just see empty stadiums and, you know, disappointed players' faces. Uh, but that was it really last year. But I don't think I missed through the use of uh, living in my villa in Italy. Uh, I don't think I missed a minute of any Arsenal game all season. Uh, this season, I've not, and I've actually got them all on a hard drive, Gav. Every single league game in chronological chronological order in 1080p HD. And it is a, it's a thing of beauty. You could get arrested for that, Dan. I mean, I've got pictures of them that I've drawn by hand. That's what I mean. No. no yeah. Nothing else. Um, that season, let's have a look at the players that left the club. Fucking hell. Ready? Uh, Martin Anger went to Nuremberg. Craig Eastman went to Colchester United. Jordan Winter left. Uh, Elton Montero. Kyle Ebicilio. Danielson left. No. Arshavin left. Sanchez oh. Watt. Josh Reese. James Rea. Vito Manone. I am Vito Manone. Very good. Charles Reese Cook. Jermaine Needs. Squilacci. Andre Santos, Philip Roberts, Havacevic, Javinio, Chamac, 
Behemotoin, fuck knows, Henderson, Jeffrey, Nico Yanaris, Emmanuel Frimpong, and Nigel Nieta. Now, that is an, almost an entire uh, generation, as in football generation, which is about five years, of young players that Arsene Wenger brought to the club that were an absolute goddamn disaster. As two Swiss players, a Dutch, a Brazilian, uh, an Italian, a Brazilian, a French, another, an Irish, a, what's this flag from? Bosnian Herzegovina, um, two Moroccan players, another Irishman, um, this this one, that is a Ghanaian player and a Jamaican player. Mm. That's where it was all going wrong, though, wasn't it? That's what used to make us so angry about Wenger, because he'd get all these players in, hoping that a couple of them would end up being gems, and 99% of them weren't, were they? No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, old Stevie, Lord Hillwood, he wrote a, uh, he wrote a blog uh, probably around that sort of time, because obviously all the talk was that you know, Wenger had to balance the books and, you know, Wenger had to do this and do that and he had to sell players every year to make sure we were sort of financially stable. Uh, but what Steve went through, he went through the amount of money he wasted uh, by mistakes that he'd made on players uh, and by selling players cheaply. Uh, and, you know, he made a very, very valid point about the state of the club back then. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, I can't read these comments. Am I getting pelters? No, no, they're just saying, uh, they're just talking about, um, uh, back Halstrom and that he nearly bankrupted Booper. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only player to have, we've ever signed who actually had a broken back and still passed the medical to sign. Uh, crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, there was a lot of, you can understand it. I mean, with hindsight now, uh, you know, you look back 10 years and I can quite clearly hand on heart say in hindsight, I wouldn't have said a different fucking word then. I was bang on. You should have gone 10 years ago. Uh, but again, like I say, the what has changed and what has changed recently is the fact that the Cronkies have full control of the club. Uh, it's looking like a good thing at the moment, but Again, with everything, the devil was in the detail. The devil's in the detail of the fact that you don't know how much money they're pumping in, how much money they intend on taking out in the future off the back of that. Uh, and at the end of the day, all they're doing is it's their house. You know, they're, they're painting the walls and putting a nicer bit of furniture in it. Uh, and they are charging us top dollar. I mean, 10 years ago, if you'd said, look, we, look I'll be having debates and arguments uh, on Twitter uh, and the club wouldn't be speaking to me because I'm trying to gain more tickets or I was trying to gain more tickets for silver members, which against Tottenham next year in the upper tier is £120 per game. I think Chris was saying the category B games that he was looking at, uh, 70 quid. Yes, for, for, for one game. And yeah. it's, I mean, obviously there is inflation and this, that and the other that you've got to account for over 10 years. But like I say, they've, I think they've, uh, they've gone a little bit too far. I mean, could you, I'm, I, I couldn't, I've been one, I've, well, I've been two category A games at the Emirates. Uh one was against Chelsea, which was 50 quid. 
And the other one was a midweek Champions League game where I got a last-minute freebie in club level. Mm. Uh, but like I say, there's, there's no way. I mean, I couldn't sort of justify spending, you know, or I felt rips off spending 50 quid. And now you're looking at next year, Tottenham, upper tier, 120 quid. It's it's insane how, how it's going. And we're actually arguing amongst ourselves to pay that money. And the fact of how <coughs> many podcasts there are is the fact of just how popular Arsenal are throughout the world. I do wonder how many podcasts other teams have got. Got a question for you here. Mm. From we've got some other questions later. Um, Pete Colson says, "Quick question for Gav: How difficult has it been setting up your merch business, and how much pushback you have had to put up with from official Arsenal?" Now that could be a podcast on its own, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, I started about nine and a half. Well, coming up for ten years this January. I had a bit of a uh, change in my eyesight prescription. Uh, and through that, and through not work, not being able to work for about a month, I lost my job. And we had a just over one-year-old baby. Uh, we had 50 quid left in the world out of our overdrafts. And one of my, uh, a fellow I used to do some promotion for, uh, for stuff he was doing. He's actually the events coordinator for Islington Boxing Club. And uh, I'd done them a few favours by helping raise the profile for that amongst the wider Arsenal community and this, that and the other. And he said, look, he said, one of my mates has got some She Wore a Yellow Ribbon badge pins. Do you want some? And I think we was just heading into then uh, a... It was a league, I think a League Cup final, our first final in ages, the one against Birmingham. Anyway, uh, so I bought those 50 badge bins, got a load of yellow ribbon that we had in a box. I cut the yellow ribbon up, put it behind the badge pin, and I sold it for £2.50 plus like a 50p stamp or whatever it was. And that 50 went in about 20 minutes. So I phoned the fellow back up, uh, ordered another 50. And it's kind of gone from there. And then uh, people were saying, why don't you do a polo shirt? So I'd done a polo shirt with the old cannon on it. And I phoned up a, well, the nearest embroidery shop to my house, or to my flat, rather. Uh, Irish fellow answered the phone. Uh, we got chatting. I told him what I wanted. I said, look, I don't know how many I'm going to sell, blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, that might if you sell one or a hundred. I've got a little embroidery machine in in, my, in the back of my shop. So I started doing polo shirts. That went so mental that the fellow in his shop had to pass it on to a bigger firm that had sort of like, you know, these machines that can run off five at a time. And nearly nine and a half years later, he's like one of my best mates. And, uh, you know, we talk three or four times a day and constant messaging and he still does all of my clothing, uh, all of my T-shirts. Uh, but, yeah, there has been some... <laughs> the scariest day was, I think I was up and running for about 18 months, two years. And suddenly one day, someone had obviously not been too happy with something like I'd said either online or about Arsene Wenger or something. 
and I had an email from the Premier League lawyers telling me to cease and desist my shop, and I had an email from the Arsenal lawyers telling me to cease and desist my shop. And luckily, the host for my shop is a sort of smaller independent company uh, based, uh, they were originally based at uh, Old Street Roundabout in London. And I knew the C. I sort of got to know the CEO by asking him stupid questions and stuff. And he sort of said to me, "Oh, you know, I'm going to have to close your shop down, Gavin." I said, "Well, no, you, you know, don't." I said, "It's me that's going to get the legal letters. You leave it up. You leave it to me." So these legal emails are going backwards and forwards, and I'm just replying to them, and they're sending me trademark descriptions. Uh, I'm and you know, I'm saying, "Well, look, you know." According to the Arsenal website, uh, the current logo was changed because previous logos couldn't be copyrighted. And now you're telling me it's not, it is copyrighted. So we had that. Because of that, Arsenal actually changed the writing about logos and removed the word copyright. Uh, and, oh, bloody hell, what else happened? Yeah, oh, the, the funniest one was the Premier League lawyer sent me an email and he would they would list the products that you had which they believe was against a uh, trademark now one of the trademarks that the club own is the word guna so they yeah exactly uh so anything to do with guna the club could get them closed down uh anyway i wrote a very nice email to the premier league lawyer and said and included the Arsenal lawyer at the same time and said, if you ask me to remove the word Guna from any of my merchandise, I will see you in court. I will represent myself and I'll be bringing the first Guna with me. I said, and I've got documentation that goes back, uh, a, a video recording that will go back long before that. Uh, you copyrighted the word which will back up my case, uh, and I win. Anyway, literally about, it must have been about a day later, the Arsenal lawyer uh, emailed us both and said to the Premier League, please never contact Shewar ever again. And uh, uh, that was the end of that. But uh, yeah, no, there's been some run-ins, do you know what I mean? But uh, it, it's all fun and games. I was laughing loudly at that. I'm eating uh, Doritos because I thought I had to eat it today. That's, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. fucks trying to copyright the word Guna. How about you go and fuck yourselves? Yeah, no, I've exactly. Got a questions for you. People are talking about their. Did you go to the um, Paul Merson testimonial where we beat uh, an, an, uh, an Arsenal 11 and <clears throat> we had Hoddle and Gaza playing for Arsenal? I think, I think the game ended 8 5. I was there. I, I didn't used to go to testimonials back then, mate. Oh, to no. go. The worst one I ever went to was both of Tony Adams's. Absolutely shameful. Oh, I um, went uh, Paul Davis. I went Paul Davis's testimonial. Hmm. Um, our very way. own Stan the Man uh, says, question for Gav. What advice would you give to someone thinking about starting an online store? Because um, Stan has been dabbling and he has his own Etsy um, thing. I'm sure Stan will put it. Um, ah, the Guna Shack, all one word. Uh, that is the one that Stan is doing. And uh, he's got some very nice stuff on there. So what advice would you give him? 
Don't, because you need the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, get off my turf, mate. No, uh, no. I mean, I, 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 I help. You know, I, I promote other shops which do stuff that I don't do, like uh, Ruth Beck, who I think is absolutely, mm. absolutely wonderful. With some of the the stuff and the paintings that she does and drawings, not only of Arsenal stuff, but also local Island landmarks and and things. Uh, I'm going to actually contact her about. Uh, my second favourite clock, which is at Marketplace, just off Holloway Road and Caledonian Road. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, Marketway. Anyway, uh, advice. See, I, I had this argument with, with uh, I have this argument quite often with Ken, and Ken will come up with a design idea, and he'll put the design idea to me. Now, if I'm not, if I don't like it, I won't use it. And they say, well, you haven't put a new design up for three weeks. And I went, well, I can't think of anything decent to put up. So the first thing is only do stuff. Don't put up stuff that you think just because you think this might sell. Put up stuff that either you like the design of or try and think of things that other people haven't done. Try and twist things uh, and just have, some, you know, have fun with it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, all, I've, all I've ever really done. I mean, obviously, I'm blessed by the fact that because of how I've been on social media over the years, I've got quite, you know, I've got over 105,000 followers on the, the free platforms I use. Uh, so it's very easy for me to direct people. And, you know, I've got like, I think there's almost 4,500 people on my mail shots when I do them. Uh, but yeah, just, just put up stuff that you like. And if you like it and it's decent Arsenal stuff, and enough people see it, and enough people are going to buy it. Um, Loki asks, so can you use old badges? Uh, on the advice of my solicitor, I exercise my right to silence. No. Uh, legally, no. In a, in a, if you was to use, if you go on the Arsenal, I mean, you can go onto the government website and it will give you every single trademark Arsenal own and it will give you everything that the trademark covers, like, for example, uh, books, stocks, videos, magazines. Uh, I mean, legally, the Arsenal could close down the Guna fanzine to say you're not allowed to use the word Guna and close them down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, technically and legally, you can't use any of the old logos. Uh, but hundreds of people do. Hundreds of people make different bits and different stuff using old logos. Uh, it's just that when I do it, I get caught because obviously they've they've been looking at me over the years. Really. Just finishing off the last of my crisps. bags. Mm. Uh, nothing to eat. I might nip in the kitchen and have a tin of tuna later. Uh, be a bit extravagant. Um, Pete Coulson has a question for us. For you all, why do you still do it all? Um, mine is because I've got fuck all else to do with my time. <coughs> Occasionally, my mum would nip round a couple of times a week, and then I'd have to arrange shows around that, but that doesn't happen anymore. Sean has been at uni for, did four years at uni, got a part master's, and then lived up there for another year late after. And now my mum left her a load of money, so she's going to buy a fucking house up there. Nice cool. one, mother. 
So she's gonna because <laughs> ninety grand up there, you can get a three bedroom semi detached house. Oh, where, roughly where she lives. So she was she's been looking at spending a lot of money and staying up there. So uh, yeah, on a day to day basis, I see no. Occasionally, Sean's mum will pop round. Um, occasionally, sexy Frank will pop round, and, that, and maybe Big Bob. But like at the moment, George and uh, Sean's mum, it's called George and Sean, are going to Turkey for ten days on Wednesday. Oh, no. So I will, I will not see, probably not see another human being for 10 days because I can't go out on my own anymore because uh, the old arthritis and uh, means you get, I can't move properly. Uh, poor old poor old me. I know there's a lot of people worse off, but I, I used to be able to get dressed and go out on my own, but now, now I can't do that. So, um, mm. yeah, I'll just be sitting, but I've got plenty of money. I've got a lovely house. I've got a nice front garden and back garden. I've got about 10 people I can ring if I need anything. I've got, cats. Uh, I've got three nice cats and one arsehole. She's sat there now, rotting from the inside. Oh, she's, she's laying there next to the heater. Uh, yeah, so that's the reason I do it. It's because I've got nothing else to do with my time apart from sleep. Um, why do you keep doing it? Well, I've done it tonight because you asked me. Uh, the last podcast I did was because you asked me. We were uh, meant to be doing them more more regularly. We will start doing them more regularly, but for both of us, yeah, it's I mean, been I've, a little bit hectic lately. Yeah, so I mean, obviously going forwards and into next season, I, you know, I'd love to do more with you. Do you know what I mean, even if you know, fire, yeah. Oh yeah, till you sack me for the first. But looking time. back at what you that we that clip from you from ten years ago, no wonder you kept getting in fucking getting me in trouble. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I've, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm over fifty now, Dan. Do you know what well, I mean? The combined age of over a hundred. Fuck's sake! Oh no, just two old bastards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like when we started doing it, it was, I was extremely passionate about the way the club was being run and the way, uh, like. You know, by the by the board at the time, by the, the the split shareholder board, which you know slowly dwindled down. There could be only one, and uh, uh, but yeah, I was extremely critical of the board. I was extremely critical about uh, Wenger. Uh, Did you ever think we turn it around in the way that Arteta has? I didn't. I thought it was no. done forever. I'll be honest with you. I always. When Wenger went, I said it because obviously you know it's things change now and it's less people, less of my mates are on social media and more in group chats and private chats on WhatsApp these days. Uh, but I mean, I said to to like everybody when you know when it was fine. I mean, when it was announced that Wenger was uh, sacked because he he was sacked. I couldn't have given two fucks about him going. It was ten years too late for me. Oh yeah, but I mean, basically, you know, there were, everybody in my group chat was, you know, was celebrating. I mean, like, you know, there was voice chats of people screaming their house down and screaming streets down and bibbing their horning cars and everything. It was like a celebration. Uh, and I said, then I said, whoever, and that, you know, the, the chat obviously once everyone calmed down is who's who's make next. It clear that there's two two eras to Venga. First ten years. Second 10 years. First 10 yeah. years, delighted. Couldn't have done any better. Second 10 years is what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got Highbury Wenger under Dean. Yeah. And we've got Emirates Wenger uh, under Gazidis. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's the period, look, we really went wonky. I mean, I would still love to know what Ivan Gazidis actually did uh, all these years later. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, I always, like I say, when, when it was announced that Wenger was leaving or sacked or whatever, you know, whatever way you want to spin it, uh, I always said whoever comes in next is going to foul. Yep, happened under under uh, Liverpool after Bob Paisley left. It happened at Man United after Alex Ferguson left, and it happened at Arsenal under Wenger. Yeah, and um, I said it, and it, it will happen to Man City under Pep, and it will never happen to Spurs, no matter who's in charge. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I was sort of. Uh, I didn't want him. No, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I see. I, I I, follow, I followed and liked him as a player. Yeah. Uh, I know, obviously... Sacrificed his career for Arsenal. Played in a position that meant he got a good kick in every game and that wasn't his position and that's why he got the injuries. And that's why, as a captain, he didn't play most of his last season because Wenger put him in position that you wouldn't put Andre Arshavin in that position. You wouldn't have put Dennis Bergkamp in that position. Not that he's on the skill level of either of those two, but he wasn't a fucking defensive midfielder. Just he had the intelligence to read the game and and do quite a good job there. Yeah, no, I mean, I used to sort of watch. Uh, I saw him play live a couple of times for Glasgow Rangers, and uh, I used to watch his his goals for Everton. Uh, and because I mean, on that when I was originally talking about us online, the original message board. That was on a network called Rivals Network who had uh, different message boards for every single different club. And the Everton one was very, very busy. So we sort of like, a couple of my mates are still good mates with some of the Everton supporters. So we, we used to sort of take an interest in, in the Everton games as well, some people. And so it was well known then that I was a hell of a player. But we just got him up. His legs had gone. Finger played him in the wrong position because his legs had gone. He was supposed to come in as an attacking midfielder to replace Fabregas when Fabregas uh, engineered his move to uh, Barcelona, which was going to happen one day. We all knew mm. that. Uh, but like I say, I, I didn't like Arteta as a player, how he was playing at Arsenal. I think I was disappointed because I was a little bit of a fan of his before we got him. He was a um, maestro at, at, at Rangers and then still pretty bloody good at Everton. Oh, God, yeah. You see some of these free kicks he used to chuck away forever. Mm. Absolute class. Uh, but so I was sort of, when he took over, after Emery, who I tried my best to warm to him, I tried my best to give him, like, the benefit of the doubt and back him and support him. And when I t- come in and his first press, couple of press conferences, I just got him straight away. I, you know, and obviously that document, that was an absolute masterstroke, them doing that documentary. Whatever they got paid for it, uh, for doing that, that all or nothing documentary, they should give them the money back because that has done absolute wonders for mm. players like Jaco and uh, understanding Arteta. I mean, I think Arteta is, I think he's a little bit crazy in some aspects. I mean, he comes out with some sort of, different analogy every single you know and, and different sort of uh that stuff on the drawing board yeah i mean that's i mean blimey oh i mean he's almost making work for you isn't he with the pictures that he's drawing well that that picture uh was 
the three which characters. With them three characters, mm-hmm. we chucked it on a t-shirt, and it went so mental. Mm-hmm. It took me. It took me three days to pack them. <laughs> right, not, I remember I, talking to you, and oh. I've got something like about 150 packets to do tonight. Mm. Oh God, yeah. No, I mean, it, like, literally, my whole of my front room was covered in these t-shirts and bearing in mind look the labels have been done for me i'm sitting in front of a laptop and all i've got to do is pick up small medium large extra large blah 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 and then like click two three buttons and then send uh yeah i think it took me three days to to pack them all and they went all around the world i think i sent like a dozen to south korea you had that thing didn't you You had that interactive map where you'd sent stuff yeah it it was absolute absolute bonkers, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he comes out with like different things before each game uh, to sort of. Then you'll never walk alone. Music. Oh god, yeah. I mean, that was a nightmare. But I thought that was rough. Stupid idea. Worked though, didn't it? Yeah, we got battered. No, we lost. We lost about three nil. Oh, right. never mind him. But uh, yeah, no, I still not watch the last episode. He's just he's a he's. He's a very, very clever man. When when Pep turns around and says, you know, he's, he's a monster already, uh, he is. He's an absolute monster. Once uh, once Rice comes in, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy next next year. I think we're gonna see like I can see at some stages next year Ben White popping up at left mid, you know, left wing. Uh, well, Saka's the, the defensive midfielder. I think we're going to sort of go for this complete weird, almost modern version of the Ajax total football, where players are just completely interacting and exchanging. And you know, he runs let he runs classes on where you should be where, uh, on the pitch when we've got the ball, when the opponent's got the ball, when we're going forwards, when we're winning, we're losing. He's got, he thinks of every single different scenario for every single moment that could happen in a game. And that's why he's sort of like his first year, all you saw him was shouting and pointing at players. Do you know what I mean? And Declan Rice, the reason I wanted him and wants him so badly is Declan Rice has got one hell of a football brain on him as well. Mm. Uh, and you can tell by the players that Arteta's buying. He's not just... I mean, you, you can you can see they've, they've all at a certain age with a certain amount of experience, uh, which is down to sort of how the Cronkies want to run the club as a business. Because in three or four years' time, you know, players like Saka Martinelli, you get decent bids in, they're getting sold, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but it's our tech how he profiles players. He wants intelligent players. He wants players that can f- learn, uh, follow instructions, and think and be flexible at the same time. He's, he's just absolutely brilliant, fella. He definitely is good, and he's only going to get better. Like I always say, you've got the arc. You've got zero to ten, then the other side of the arc, ten down to zero. We're only about four, maybe five on the on the upswing of the arc. It's yeah. so much more to come in. Um, just quickly on on we're saying we're singing about the praises of Arteta and how good he is. 
What do you make of all the morons on Twitter having a go at Edu for having the barbecue? But this is now four solid transfer windows in a row, getting rid of players he doesn't want, bringing in the players we do want, surprising us with good deals. What is up with these morons who keep going, I want Edu sacked? I've no idea, mate. I've really, really no idea. Uh, Edu's now in a position where he can put stuff up on Instagram or his wife or his son and he, he's he's trolling them. He's almost trolling them, saying, look, I'm just relaxing and chilling out, when you know he's very, very hard working. Apparently, in his office, he's got three boards about transfers uh, and about players in, in and out. Uh, one for the first team, one for the youth team, and one for the ladies team. And he's working simultaneously on all of those. Uh, obviously, there's other people that deal with the negotiations uh, at the club, uh, like Tim Lewis and some other fellow whose surname sounds and looks like garlic. Uh, but I think he does a cracking job. And it's so nice that we've got a dude who was at Highbury and who, who got it. He got the back end of the traditional Arsenal way of doing things. And we've got Mertesacker with his German upbringing. And I'll tell you what, do you remember, uh, we done a podcast with a German journalist many years ago. I think it might have just been me, you and him. Got Honigstein. That's the one. And he was talking, do you remember he said about German youth players when they get their first contract? Yeah. They're not going out and buying the, the BMW and the Porsche. No, nope, I don't remember. Uh, Tell us the story. They were going out and buying, like, you know, five-year-old Volkswagen Golfs. And he said, like, the way that the youth players there, they're more humble and they, they want to fight for everything they got more than the youth players over here who can be on 50 grand a week before they've even kicked a ball. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was one, wasn't there? Like Craig Eastman or someone like that was saying, I'm on 40 grand a week. I don't care if I have a football career. That was the gist of it, not word for word before anyone shouts at me. Yeah, I mean, it, loads of them over the years. But the fact that when Mertesacker was announced as being the uh, the head of the youth sound, I remember that conversation that me, you, and that journalist had about. German academies and I was just absolutely delighted look we've got not only Mertesacker who played for the club uh, but also somebody who, who who would bring that German mentality to our young players about making sure they get a good education about making sure they're, they're, they're decent people and they're humble and they're hard working and I think with those three Adu Arteta and Mertesacker I wouldn't swap any of them out for anybody. Mm. Absolutely anybody, I promise you. Remember, we used to say all the time, we need Arsenal players at the club in the, in the higher echelons of making decisions. And we've got that now. We've got an ex-Arsenal player as manager. We've got an ex-Arsenal player running the academy. We've got another ex-Arsenal player being manager of the under-18s. We've got ex-Arsenal players popping up all over the place as coaches and other ex-Arsenal players coming back to help do their badges. We've got what we've always wanted. And look, yeah. the club are doing wonders. <laughs> Can they we take the credit for that? I, th I think we should, thanks. I mean, we, we, were saying this, <laughs> we were saying this 10 years ago. And oh, um, yeah. obviously Stevie Hillwood as well. We were, oh, he he was, was saying all that 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. there's, there's just not enough 
you know, after David Dean went, it just seemed like there was an exodus of proper Arsenal people in the playing side. And now we've actually got the, the reverse where the playing side uh, is all very, very much ex-Arsenal and they've embraced our traditions and they, you know, they're embracing more and more our old logos and stuff. But the customer service, the people in charge of membership, mm. the people that deal with ticketing, uh, none of them have got a clue. Because during COVID, all of the, the time-served Arsenal supporters who worked at the club uh, they were all they were all given retirement. So, like I say, so now when you phone up Arsenal box office or something like that, you're getting a lot of young young people, and good luck to them, young local people earning and working hard, which I you know I've got the utmost respect for. But the people that run the ticket and marketing, they haven't got a clue. They haven't got a clue about Arsenal. Mm. You know I mean, putting us in bloody raffles to buy a ticket and stuff like that. It's it's almost the reverse. It's almost it's almost the reverse. Before we had a brilliant set of Arsenal people running the ticketing and the marketing, the ticket and the membership in, and we had non-Arsenal people running the football side of things. It's now flipped 50-50. It's now flipped the other way around. I am listening. My mouse has decided to stop working while I was looking at um that's something else. Yeah, I see all the tweets all the time with um, you and people talking about how how bad it is at the club with them. It's just it's always going to happen though because you're just going to get people that are going to come in there and be. Uh, you don't have to have an association with the club, and like you were saying, even I mean they got rid of Gunnosaurus Rex. I mean that's yeah. I mean that just sums up the entire club at, at that time. Getting rid of so yeah. many people and and during COVID they just went oh all of you lot that have been here for years go on the lot of you bugger off. To, to be fair, I mean, like I say, I mean, one, I, I know. Uh, obviously, there, there's there's Debs who who's on uh, who used to be at Arsenal for years and years. She used to be sort of like in charge of the junior gunners when I was actually a junior gunner back in the eighties. Uh, I speak to her every now and on Twitter, uh, and there was a lady called Sue Connolly who was at the club oh, for years. I remember and, her. She, I've actually got her autograph because she signed my nineteen eighty nine. 88 to 89 uh, away travel club membership uh, thing mm. uh, and so you had to turn up with a photo and with you know with a bit of proof of address and she would staple your photo to this bit of card and that would entail you to buy an away ticket for that season uh, and, and use the you know use the, the special trains that were still running then uh, but yeah no I mean people like that got retirement off but to be fair a lot of them were probably only a year or two away from retiring anyway so to get a bit of a a lump payoff done them a favour in that respect but the people they've replaced them with uh, like I say people that you know have worked, worked selling tickets at horse racing and, and stuff like that in the past and it, it just it just don't make sense the way the the silvers were dealt with last year by the fact that they dramatically cut the allocation, then blamed it on demand. And then it snowballed because people couldn't get a ticket. So people were more anxious to get a ticket and it just created, and obviously with the team doing well, it just created the perfect storm on tickets last year. And out of that, they've come out with this raffle scenario 
where for the first game of the season, you enter the ballot, you've got by, I think, one o'clock Monday to enter a ballot. You type in your card details and all you earn, say, for example, you're putting in for two tickets versus Forest, yeah? Yeah. The only thing you know is the maximum that you're paying. That's the only thing you know. You could get lower tier, you could get upper tier, you could be clock end, you could be North Bank, you could be anywhere. You, you can't even, if you win the raffle, the club tell you how much you've got to pay, which you've got 24 hours, to, uh, which they'll take the money directly off your card. If your card declines, you lose your ticket. Uh, and if the, they also, but they can, but the problem with it is it's been, because it's non-football people that have decided these rules and regulations, uh, you're a, scenario, a situation where a 60-year-old fan uh, who wants to go to a game of football, uh, sit down for the majority of it, stand up when the action's down that end, uh, or stand up when there's a goal and he still likes to sing every now and then, uh, but you know, like I say, he doesn't want to be on his feet for the whole ninety minutes. He could end up one rover behind Ashburton Army. That's going to be a little bit noisy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other, the other flip side of that is you could have like a load of twenty-one and twenty-two-year-olds who want to stand as close to Ashburton Army to help with the atmosphere, and they could be like row twenty-six up in the gods, hmm. and. And like I say, it's just every time they, yeah, like I say, they, if it just, it just, it's just basically proof that the people that are running the, the tickets and the membership aren't Arsenal people and aren't really football people because they, they just don't get it. They don't get you people like to stand or sit in a specific area. Uh, I mean, like I say, Dan, if you go back to your times at Highbury and you can tell me exactly how many games you went at Highbury. Um, I can do. Carry on talking. Uh, you would like to be in the same spot every game. I was. I used to get the hump before I wasn't in the same spot every time. Right on the corner. Yeah, by the corner flag. Right. And it's the same with, uh, you know, when I was in, when I used to go in the clock end. I had this little spot where I wanted to be, which was just in front of a crash barrier. Uh, behind the goal and I was the right height to see over the goal so I could see the North Bank goal 328 uh, games at Highbury I think <coughs> 320 and the majority of which in the same spot yeah so how can no one I, wanted no one else wanted to sit where I sat because it was right it was right next to the corner flag mm, a fair one but you get my point football fans of traditionally they, they yeah. like to Sit or stand in the same spot. Comfort of habit. Oh, that is one. Right. I went one game with, I can't even remember what, I think it was a League Cup game. And we got allocated. And when I was buying the tickets, we wanted four. And the only. Oh, there you go. That's where I sat. There's some me and some French bloke. I don't know his name. I sat there all the time, come apart from the last game that this uh, ever at, at the Emirates, because uh, there's some twats sat there. So I sat right near the front. <laughs> I, I, didn't want to. 
Yeah, no, I remember, like I said, the, the creature habit thing. It's I went one League Cup game and the, uh, and it was like there was four of us and I got three together. Then there was a seat. Then there was a spare one. Uh, sorry, then there was a seat and then there was our next ticket. So we had sort of one person sitting between the four of us. And I said, look, don't worry, when we get there, we'll just say to the person, can, can you shift over a seat so us four can sit together? And this, this woman who must have been about like early 60s, and we've all walked in, we've all sat by our seats, and I said to her, I said, look, I said, is there any chance you can swap seat, uh, swap with my mate so we're all together? And she went, this is my seat. I went, yeah, no, I know it is. I said, but, you know, we, we've paid for the seat next year. Can you just swap one over? She went, no, this is my seat. And she refused to move one seat then. Right? So four, four mates could sit together. Huh? She was a gooner. Yeah, season ticket holder. But, and that's, like I say, if you said that... In the old days, look, you'd have been out to whoever it was, giving them a slam to fucking move. Well, it was a 60-year-old woman then. But, well, maybe not. Well, in the old days, she would have been 30, so it'd have been allowed. <laughs> yeah, no, fair one. But th- that's the point. The people that run the, the, the ticket inside and membership side of the club, they wouldn't believe that that actually happened. They wouldn't believe that people are such creatures of habit. They like, you know, the, that block. They like that row. They like a particular you know, place to stand and watch their football. But there you go. It's modern football, mate. They think we can just pay them 120 quid and sit where, where they tell us to. Um, Pete Coulson said, first of all, Nick, our sugar daddy, has stuffed some money down my pants via PayPal, which means YouTube don't get any of their grubby, dirty hands on it. Thank you very much, Nick, as usual. I mean, Nick, not Nick, Phil. Did I say Nick? Those two, because uh, they're both in Norwich, get confused. Phil, him, there. He gave us some money via PayPal. Oh, Cheers, Nick. Thank you. Cheers, love. Very kind. And uh, now, uh, where was on to Pete? Ticketing is the biggest problem at Arsenal right now. I've been a silver member forever and cannot get tickets at all. I can get extortionate ticket for every game via the scalpers, which is, mm. uh, is very annoying. And um, Loki says, is, have you rang Loki yet? I haven't, no. Sorry. I will do. Yeah, I know. Uh, Loki says, you stand near me, Gav. Did you burn my shirt with a fag? Probably, because he's a very bad man. Uh, well, I mean, you go back to the early 90s. It wasn't cigarettes we were smoking in the clipping. <laughs> Crack pipe. <laughs> uh, Arsenio Wonga says, I, I've been unable to go to the Emirates because of my depression and anxiety. stops me from going out anywhere. I've been able to enjoy myself freely, but one day I will go and watch someone, uh, watch us slap someone. Ecstasy, that's what you need to do because there was a bloke and there was a has PTSD in the American army and he has now set up clinics where people he gives people controlled don't just go and get you off some bloke on a corner, controlled amounts of ecstasy and then which is MDMA and it is curing people of their PTSD of people who've seen stuff their friends blown up within one or two sessions. That's where, it come, that that's, where it come, that's where that's where it comes from, Dave. What? That's what one of the early uses of it. No, that was LSD, wasn't it? Yeah, LSD was. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, Stan says he's like, don't do drugs, people. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stan says his last game was four two be the Spuds um, on his fiftieth birthday. Cost three hundred quid for a pair of tickets. Ooh, ouch. Uh, Phil says no worries. I and I ain't from Norwich. Most of my life was. Oh yeah, he's not. He just lives in Norwich. Uh, Norwich. Then, 
Yes, we did have some other questions. Um, uh, Sean says, if you probably if you're still here, Sean, question about what do you think of AFTV? Well, I think what Robbie has done is amazing, and if anybody had the opportunity to go and do what he's done, you would go and do it to make that amount of money. What do you think? Uh, I would rather not discuss him if I'm being honest. <laughs> he said, yeah, you have to admit that he has done well. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 I mean, I believe it or not, when he was first up and running, uh, he was messaging me and he was phoning me to see whether or not he could get his cameras and see whether he could interview people, uh, who were doing like the black scarf stuff, uh, when we was protesting against the ticket prices going up and how the club was run, etc. Uh, and he did interview a couple of friends of mine. He did record a, a protest march that we did. Look, it was, I don't know, I think 4,000 4, odd were on, uh, which is the only real sort of footage of it. Uh, but his intention from day one was to find controversial subjects and controversial figures in which to engage people's content much like how TalkSport will come up with a subject like, if Arteta doesn't win the league this year, we should sack him. <laughs> All them 50Ps from angry people texting in. Exactly. And that's basically how Robbie set up Arsenal Fan TV, which is why it sort of irks some people, because he's actually used it initially to create diversion and create controversial uh, so-called characters mm. uh, but like I say from a business perspective the the Luton fans done really well must be delighted they're back in the Premier League and I oh, hope yeah. this season Luton make a prediction they're going to be the first Premier League side to concede 10 goals hopefully at our hands Mm -hmm. make up for the 1988 League Cup final. They are going to go down with the least number of goals, the most number of goals conceded, and the least number of points. Uh, they are going to get smashed every week, week in, week out, because they are barely a championship side, let alone a Premier League side. And I hate Luton the place, I hate Luton the club, and I hate their everything about them because uh, of the 1988 League Cup final. My first League Cup final and lost 3-2, and I hate Danny Wilson and uh, and the Steen brothers, they can all get fucked. And, um, and plastic pitches and membership cards and banning away fans. Uh, there's yeah. a lot to dislike the history of Luton about. Um, going back to that first season, I just had a look. Our, our line-up that season, Chesney in goal, uh, Sanya at right-back, and then at left-back was Kieran Gibbs, who mm -hmm. was recently just left. I think he's just retired. He was playing in the MLS I think he's retired to do commentating. I'm sure that's what it said. Uh, then the left wing would have been Santi Cathola. It was his first season. And then after that, he moved in. So Santi on the left, Wasiki on the right. And then the centre-backs were Murtasaka and Koscielny. Big Giroud up front. And then you had a combination of uh, Mikel in the holding position. And then you had a combination of Flamini, Ozil, Wilshere and Ramsey in the um in the centre of the pitch, depending on what formation we were playing. So some decent players there. Yeah, I mean the I mean, like I say that the problem with that team is that 
we had six we had about six or seven quality quality midfielders uh who all played a similar way and all wanted to play in the middle of the pitch these little dwarfs uh, like barcelona yeah i mean he went to yeah he did do that didn't he he went to sort of like small technical fast players but the problem was was they was just getting bullied and kicked off the pitch and you know Wenger played having ramsey a lot of right wing do you remember that and that never worked oh never once worked uh it, trying to fit them all in yeah exactly uh he overplayed jack wiltshire when he was too young and it was obviously you know he was over it, he was overstretching too much and getting caught too much and getting too many injuries that way mm. uh obviously off the back of you know what happened to his foot when he was his ankle anyway but uh yeah it it wasn't a very balanced squad it was Tippy-tappy. Tippy-tappy, yeah. It was all tippy-tappy around the outside and no no, uh, no deep penetration. We had some decent players. All we needed was a really good defensive midfielder um, because, remember, it's Jan and Via. Finally, mm-hmm. he's been let go by his um, club today, so you never know, he might be coming. But then we had <laughs> other players at the club at the time, like Lucas Podolski, never used him properly. Thomas Vermaelen, oh. great player. Um, yeah. Bentner. Never made the most in Theo Walcott. Serge Gnabry that season played 15 games, all as a sub, no doubt. Yeah. Um, just It just could never get a tune out of that side. I mean, Bellerin, that was his come, his break, breakout season, I think they call it. And, but you know, it was just annoying. And then looking at some of the results that season, where we're... Uh, it, was, it, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was the middle of the pitch. The, the middle of the pitch. And I don't know... And I, I didn't really like, uh, I didn't really ever rate Koscielny. Murtasek mm. uh, on his day, he always had a bit of a rick in him, but Murtasek was always quite steady and you knew what you was getting with Koscielny. Yeah, no, I, 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 I never really warmed to him. Uh, I didn't warm to a lot of them players, if I'm being honest. But, uh, First game of the season at home, Aston Villa, not a good club. Benteke scores a couple of goals. We score after Giroud after six minutes, Koscielny off after 67. And then uh, we end up losing 3-1. Started the first game of the season, 18th, 8th, 4th, 2nd. And then we were first from game number five, which is the 22nd of September, until game number 24. So the, the 22nd of September until the 2nd of February, we were top for every week other than one, and that mm. included a 6-3 loss at Man City. We were top for all those weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. What so much cool. hope. And then towards the end of the season, did our usual shit the bed. We went, we had a run of uh, one win in six games. Oh. And then we went from first all the way down to fourth, and then that's where we finished. And then when the pressure was off, end of the season... Five wins in a row. But we did win beat Cull in the FA Cup final. And uh, we got knocked out by Bayern Munich in the Champions League. 2-0 at home. We drew 1-1 away, so that's how they beat us. Um, Hopefully my mouse will have uh, charged up enough by now. Don't be Uh, Bear with me. I'm taking tablets before I forget. Oh, jolly good. So, uh... Yes. What else are people saying in the chat? 
Uh, is there many people still two hours later still listening? Uh, there's 24 of them. And no. I think there's a couple on Twitch. And uh, what else is there? I'm going to mute you until you... Is it just me? I've muted myself for fuck's sake. I don't need to do that. I'll mute myself. Hold on. All right. Um, what else have we got there? Uh, Arsenio Wonga says, Maka, you're very true. Technology is amazing now. Shame society is backwards. It certainly is. Phil says, to be frank, Gav, our defence was ropey for years till Gabriel turned up. Mike Hurts, he is there. Hold on. There we go. A little bit of uh, Mexican up there for the fake Mexican. I'll just leave now. Gav doesn't like plastic American supporters like me. Very, very wise. Very true. Best you, best you, you very bad man, Mr. Hertz. Oh, uh, naughty, naughty. <laughs> uh, Phil Matt says, I love uh, streaming Wonga. Um, I don't get how the... Uh, that was over a comment that I made about a... Uh, an American fella who run a, like a, an Arsenal YouTube. Wasn't he crying, that one? Come Yeah, come over for his first game and was crying and everyone saying, oh, this was wonderful. But it was just like a tremendous amount of acting uh, by the fella. And I thought, it's weird. I mean, like I say, I wouldn't religiously, I've got nothing against anybody, you know, religiously following Arsenal. But it just seemed a bit weird that somebody's got like a somebody's doing a podcast uh, and a YouTube channel to try and earn money, and they're acting about their first ever game. It was just sort of like, you know, I mean, it, you know, anybody can write about the game, the players. Uh, I do feel you you see the game slightly differently if you're there than if you're watching on TV. Yeah. Uh, Because obviously we only get sort of like a certain view of the game. You're not seeing sort of like the whole pitch all the time. Uh, But, and like I say, I mean, I kind of respect and when I do them after show things, when there's people on there that, you know, just got back from the game and, you know, they're talking about things, I, I sort of listen because... You, you you know you just don't see everything on the TV. You don't see the positions, and you don't see runs certain players are making that don't get picked up on, or certain covering they do, or the fact that the reason why they look at a position was because you know they were trying to get an advanced position, and it was the ball, you know, two or three balls before that screwed them up and made them look bad. Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? You can get a completely different perspective, and I think if you've never really watched a load, a lot, a lot of live games uh, in grounds. I don't think you kind of grasp that. I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. Oh, I agree with you. If you, um, if you had a head cam and then you, what then, and they videoed it and then you had it side by side for what you're looking at during the game compared to what they're showing on the TV at the game. It's not the same thing. It's not even close. No. No, I mean, well, you go back to the standing days, Dan, uh, for myself. And after the goal went in, it all sort of like, and the singing sort of calmed down a bit. Everyone's going quiet to hear the announcement to find out who scored. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, especially, obviously, you know, 
when I was a teenager, I didn't, you know, I didn't sort of spread up to my lofty five foot nine until I was about mm-hmm. 18, 19. So, do you know what I mean? I mean, when I was sort of 15, 16, I was, you know, five foot two, five foot three sort of thing. So I didn't really see a great deal sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, just different different perspectives. But I think what the, it would be interesting to do, uh, I think you can do it on one, one of the Sky channels, is actually watch a game from a certain angle uh, and just watch as if you were sort of sitting in, like, you know, the clock end up our first row or something. Do you know what I mean? So that you get a perspective of the whole pitch and what's going on with all 22 players at the same time. And you, you just see a different game. You probably would. Um, well, we've been going for two and a half hours. Perkin And uh, I think that'll do us. So that first season, we ended up fourth, won the FA Cup. Not too shonky at all. Had a couple of really decent results that season. I'm going to go and uh, have some shockers. We beat Spurs 1-0 at home. And what else was there? Um, where we beat Liverpool 2-0 at home which was good. Mm-hmm. And we lost 6-3 at Man, United, Man City, which is fucking horrendous. Where else? What other ones have we got here? Uh, Man United at home, nil-nil. Then Spurs away, 1-0. So there you go. Big Spurs at home and away, as usual. I think that was Wenger's thousandth game. Get my teeth in. And oh, he lost yeah. 6-0 at, uh, at Chelsea. I think this was the game, was it? And Gibbs got sent off, and Etu. I mean, they were they were three seventeen minutes. I think that was sounds of the game. Was it? Was it the game that season when uh, Gibbs got sent off instead of Oxlade Chamberlain? Man, he did get Gibbs did get sent off. Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, it was. It was um, Wenger's thousand game. I mean, that just summed up his him how he was as a manager at that time. The South uh, mm-hmm. game, and you get absolutely smashed, and on. Andre manager Mariner was the manager. And then the oh. FA Cup run beat Spurs 2-0 again. So beating Spurs three times in the season. I mean, that'll do me. And uh, yeah, Europe was an absolute nightmare. Finished second in our group on goal difference from bloody Napoli. I've got the ear cups. I don't know why. I say <laughs> lost all six of their group games. And then uh, we got a bit knocked out by um, by Bayern Munich. And player with the Arsenal player of the month, Ramsey, 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 Walcott, Santi, Ox, Rosicky Podolski, and he got oh, manager yeah. up in September, and uh, Ramsey got player in a month in September, which is uh, okay. and then we, we fall apart towards an where did we get in the league cut? Oh, the league cut knocked out by Chelsea. So there you go. What a season! Uh, it was, but it's, uh, we're in a good, very good place now, and I'm very, very much looking forward to next season. So, um I don't know if you want to hang around for this. I'm just going to say a thank you. I'm going to name every person who's ever been on the podcast because you never know. People might listen all the way to the end and then get their name said. So do you want to stay here while I list, while I say, hello, I don't know, list all their names? I'll be completely honest with you, Dan. I've oh. been, no, I've been laying yeah. uh, flat out with the blanket over me on the sofa yeah. for exactly two and a half hours now. And how have you not so, fallen asleep? Uh, oh, it's your dulcet tones, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, I think it might have something to do with about seven or eight cups of coffee today. Uh, nice. But so, uh, yeah. Mic, yeah. But so, like I pointed out that my mic was a little bit further away because I was charging the mouse and I got a very short charging lead. Go on. Uh, but yes, no, I, I will stay to listen to all of the uh, esteemed guests. 
Oh, okie dokie then. Right, so here we go, people. Thank you very much for listening. If you're going to leave now, then leave. And uh, it's been fun. It's been a great 10 years. I'm not sure I'll make it another 10 years because by then I will be 62 years old. And who wants to listen to a 62-year-old talk about football? Mm. But it'll be interesting to see where I am in 10 years' time. You'll still be going, Dan. Well well done on 10 years, mate. Very, very well done. I'm proud of you, mate. Oh, and thank you very much for um, encouraging us to do this because it was good fun at Steve's Ball Collection Collective. But it went all a little bit shitty and you decided to come along with us on our new venture. And 1,152 shows later, cool. we're still here. So thank you very much, everybody. This has been a Burkhart Wonderland. We will see you um, next for either a Xhaka or a, or a Rice podcast. So feel free to turn off now, unless you want to hear your own name, because you've been a part of this podcast. And I'm going to start at the top and I'm going to list all the names as it is on the podcast. First of all, Steve Lord Hillwood and Dave Gunaholic. They're the first two on our list, uh, and we miss them dearly. Then we've got a list of uh, hold on. Do you want to say something about those two? Quite fittingly. Uh yeah, no, God God bless them both. I mean both very, very decent human beings and very, very knowledgeable gooners, uh who are a massive, massive loss. Uh to their families and a massive loss to all their friends. And they are now taking the plaques again, orders for the plaques outside the Emirates. And we've got the money. We raised the money about three years ago. Betty, no. About three years ago, because of lockdown, they stopped doing it. And they, they sneakily started doing it again in March. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And they didn't, nobody told me. And, oh. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I've got the money and I'm going to email them. I've emailed them and I said, here's the link. So I'm going to go there. Dave Gunaholic and Steve Lord, who I've spoke to their families. I've got what is going to be on the big plaques and hopefully they'll be next to each other and we'll be getting that sorted very soon. So oh, well done, mate. Well done. Um, right. Ex-Arsenal players who have been on the show. Dave Hillier, Rami Shaban, Jimmy Carter, Anders Limpar, Perry Groves, Adrian Clark. Jay Bothroyd, Omar Rizza, and super, super Kevin Campbell. All of these people, if you go to abirdcampwonderland.co.uk, click on index, and it will tell you the person's name and what show they're on. But I haven't hyperlinked it because that would take forever. Famous Arsenal fans, Rob Beckett, Matt Lucas, Luke Kempner, Kempner and Shovel. Yeah, oh, I love Shovel. I spoke, to him, uh, I spoke to him last week for 20 minutes on the phone. Good. Lovely bloke. He was really Lovely interesting. Bloke. Yeah, no, he's yeah. uh he's a very, very wise man and a very, very uh good company on the phone and he had his I listened to the Rob Beckett uh podcast on Parents in Hell. Ah, uh, yes. Uh which is is brilliant because obviously I you know I can sort of empathise with what they're going through with kids, and they have this thing what uh, they call uh, doing nothing time, where you've got nothing to do. You've got there's no kids, there's no jobs, there's no nothing. You've just got half an hour of which you can sit there and do absolutely fuck all. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. and shovel called me because uh, we, we was we, we chat on WhatsApp every now and then. Anyway, we have done for years. Uh, not a lot, sort of like you know, two or three times a year, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, and yeah, he gave me a call during his, his fuck all time, which mm. was, I really appreciated. He said, "I'm sitting here staring at a wall, uh, and that's all I've got to do for a whole thirty minutes." He said, "So you've got twenty of them." <laughs> yeah. 
Good. Um, right. I've only got this updated, this list, up to podcast 399. I've not updated it in a while. Well, this is podcast 503. So if I missed you out, oh. then never mind. So, Chris, Jeff Arsenal, John Welsh, Josh, Carl, Ellis, Femi, Richard, Nick, and James. They're the list of current ones. Uh, Gimli and Jason and Raj. And then there's you. And then there's Mr. Fife. And then, this is all in order of show who's done the most number of shows. Dom. Yeah. FK and then Kate didn't really do a damn fucking thing. Uh, Mr. Hollenfriend, uh, holler to his mates. There's Drew, Tim Payton, Shredder, Mark King, Tom Canton, who has gone on to do wonderful things in podcasting. And everybody should go and watch his podcast because he is has made it. And it is wonderful when I see what he's done. Magic Mike, who's done nothing. Uh, LeGrove, <laughs> Blog has been on five times. Uh, Jimmy Slate, uh, Deke. Nightack John, the Frenchman, Akib, God knows what's happened to him, Tim Barg, who I still um, talk to on Twitter every now and then, Neil, Chimp the Duna, uh, Devon, Lana, she's been on a few times, Corey, our Canadian friend, Craig from the same old Arsenal, uh, or not anymore, he, he doesn't own it, uh, Mr. Cowan, uh, Guna in Denver, which used to be which is Andy, he doesn't have that anymore, Lee Judges, Pete Laguna, Thomas Munt, Jake Arsenal, Ryan Corassi, Ryan Hennick, John, uh, Miami John, three times he's been on, Andrew Herman Havoje, my Croatian friend, Jonas, uh, Sim from the Gunasphere pod, Bex, Aaron Savage, Ray, Eva, Little Will, Highbury Harold, wow. Great days. Our mate Stefan, he's been on a few times. Matt Holmes, Alonzo, everybody knows Alonzo. Petito in New York. Mark Andrews uh, from the Arsenal history. Stan the Man. Uh, it only says he's been on twice. He's been on a shitload more times than that. This doesn't include ABW Live post-game shows. Uh, Paul, Poznan in my pants. Um, Dan, uh, Chanel Weeb, Jordan Weeb. Oh, yeah, I think they bought out a book. Uh, a couple of Americans, mm -hmm. Jones, Mikey B, Simon. Oh, there's that fucking fly. It's landed on my mirror. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to spray it with fly spray. Stay still, you fuck. This is uh, podcasting first. Have that, you slag. <laughs> One in the fucking house, and that'll be in my bedroom, shitting on my face if I don't kill it. Right, where were we? Um... Uh, Simon Shake, Shake Shaft and James Elkin, they did the Arsenal shirts. Tell, Mo, George, Sardia, Paul, Swain, Tim Stillman, Phil Wall, Angry of N5, podcast number 25. Fevzi, uh, Andy Kelly, the other history man, Will. That's twice little Will's been on there because hmm, people change their acts. Uh, Ian, Jules, JP Thompson, Joe Curran, Bryce Larson, Finn. Jack Carey, Matt Collins, most of these people have only done one. Dean, Oliver Price-Bates, David O'Leary from the BSM, Samuel, Michael from You Are My Arsenal, who stopped doing it now, Andy the Yorkshire Gunner, Gary Prince, Reg, Nisef, Black Scarf Movement, Colm, I think he was the Englishman living in Japan teaching English, and we had him on when we had the tour, when Arsenal went to Japan. We had him on about in the morning. Will Barker, Adam Ullman, Colin, much Arsenal, don't know where he is now, Charlie Cedric, Nate, Darren Berry, we all know Darren Berry, uh -huh. uh, great Arsenal author, Rodri Jones, Ashley, 
Tyrone, Ryan, Gentle German Gooner, <laughs> Isar, Stefan Sinclair, Akshay, Liam Edwards, Alfie Scully, Kieran, which is Swiss Ramble. Uh, he doesn't do podcasts anymore. Oh, he's Brand. a nice brother. He's very good. Samir, Ola. Oh, Ola. I haven't seen much of Ola lately. Black Scorpion. Froguna, uh, mm. uh, Nilo, Mr. Evans, Ahmed, RK Gunner, Footballing Hero, Luke is Premium. Now that is, he now does a podcast, The Bruise Banana FC. Does it with Drew? Mikola, um, Jaro, Clive from the um, the one he does with, with Paul and uh, Clive. And come on, and Clive. I don't know. Clive PAFC. What's the Arsenal Vision? Fuck's sake. George Bird. That didn't go very well. He does all the youth stuff. He does all the youth stuff, and he kept tapping a pen all the way through. And I said, you'd stop tapping a pen, but he was very oh. nervous. KP Large, Jeffy O'Hara, uh, Pop Gabucci, Jimmy R, Kay Labeck, David Lee, AJ Gunners, Kyle, Alan Alga. He was good. I like him. He annoys people. Max Holofrand, which is uh, Holler's son. Matt Sanassi is Australian. Briggsy, Stuart, Chris, Ryan, Mark. It's Mark. I think he's still on Twitter. Chris Dynamite, the wrestler. Dro, the gooner, is an American, and he was uh, working in the uh, medical industry. Had his own channel for a little while. Andrew from Dial Square, still doing stuff. Jake Core, Dan, Jay uh, Gunnapana. We've had him on a couple of times. The French Gooner, very, very good. Mike Hertz, never heard of him. Fergus from and Chris from uh, Fergus from Guns and Ribbons and Chris from Suburban Gooner. Then yeah. authors, we've had Mr. Collins. We've had to move him from normal to journalist and authors. Sophie, oh. the diva. Chaz, don't talk about him. Rafi Honigstein, three times, three and a half times. Jeremy Smith, French football. John Cross, twice. Amy Lawrence, she's brilliant. Jeremy Wilson, Alex Flynn wrote the book. See new Venga, Dave Seeger, wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Love Dave. Me, Jan Argafjortoft, and he still follows me. Fuck knows why. Martin Lipton, Glenn Ogaza, who was rubbish. Uh, nice bloke, but uh, was just uh, making noises all the way through, and I couldn't tell him. Will you stop making noises? Rich Allen, Harry Seymour. Now he says he's only been on once. That's nonsense. Harry's been on loads of times. Matt Spiro, and managers. Do you remember the one manager we've had on, a proper manager? Uh, was I on that show? No. Well, I don't know. Number 70. Manage Aston Villa and Derby? No, go on. John Gregory? No, I went on that show. Ah. And non-Arsenal fans, Paul, who the Crystal Palace fan, Amanda Jacks from the FSF. Yeah, she's not, yeah she was... Uh... She was a solicitor for the uh, football support football supporters association. She's uh, she moved on to a new job with somebody else about uh, I think the end of last the end of last season. But yeah, no, I, I unfortunately had to speak to her a few times over the years. Oh dear! Uh, David Thompson is a Coventry fan. He came on when we were talking about how much trouble Coventry are in and just general state of lower league football. Martin Smith, a Stoke fan. I've got no idea why we had a Stoke fan on there. From Oatcakes CFC, SCFC. Dean, an Everton fan, mate of mine. I've known him for all of his life. King Flipper, an Aston Villa fan. He is a Twitch user. Chris got him. And also James, uh, a Chelsea fan. 
Cripsy, C-R-I-P-S-Y-A-U on Twitter. And he is uh, he does FIFA, both King Flipper and Cripsy both do FIFA stuff. And then you can add to that uh, Mr. Waffles, uh, a friend of mine, he's mm-hmm. been on. And then who else was? That's David, Mr. Waffles. Come on, who else? There was that girl um, whose name I always Fran. I always get her name mixed up. There's probably going to be a whole load of other people as well. Uh, yeah, your, your, your daughter has been on a few times. She has indeed. And my mum's been in the background many, many a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Colin the Spider Catcher's been in there. He's, he's, he passed away a few years ago from next door. And uh, Sean's mum has been wobbling around in the background. And who else would there be? Sexy Frank. He's been wobbling around in the background as well. And so there you go. That's it. So thank you very much to everybody who's been on. If I have missed your name off, I'm very sorry. Let me know and I shall add you to this. But I will go and update that. And if anybody wants to know what show any of those people were on, you just go to our website, aboutcatmindland.co.uk, go to index, and it will say their name. And in brackets, it will say, or underneath it will say the show number that they are on. Right. That's been two hours and 43 minutes of your time wasted. And we will see you later. Oh, Phil Macker said, don't forget the cats. Uh, yeah. Get the cats. Right, Gav, thank you very much. And I will speak to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, where's the end thing? Oh, look, one of our listeners made this as well. What a wonderful picture. Oh, lovely. Mm. Or that one. Bye. Mm. Right, uh, this is the intro with Steve and Dave. What better way to end the show? And we will see you later. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>